Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. And it's not just me. Today I am joined by my brother from the same mother, D. D, what's up, man? What is going on? Are we ever going to answer anything other than YouTube questions? Uh, yeah, I guess if somebody asks like something about a movie, maybe or you know Social something media? like that, or maybe uh, you know somebody's could, like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get this app in my phone. I guess we could answer that one. Yeah, we could probably bring in a larger audience if we just said uh, today totally I'm answering your social media questions. Totally, we could. Yep. But my lane is YouTube, and I like that lane. Yeah. All right, there you so, have it. Uh, there we have it, folks. I'll be if answering you your social media replay, questions. <laughs> If you are watching on the replay, I do want to let you know um, that we add timestamps to this. So because of that, if you do have, uh, you know, like if you just want to see the content that you are getting ready to get into here and some of the questions that we are answering, uh, make sure that you look down in the description or at the bottom of the video player right now. And you'll see, you know, everything is sectioned out per question that is being asked today or answered today. Um, so you can skip through and find, you know, the content that matters the most to you based on the things that you want to know. And for everybody that's hanging out here live and for the replay, um, I also want to let everybody know that that today's stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. They help you test your thumbnails so you can make sure the thumbnails that you're making are effective for the people and the traffic sources that you are trying to reach. Also, they have 90 different other tools that will help you with your YouTube channel. They have AI tools that will help you with titles. They have AI tools that actually look at your content and suggest uh, parts of your pre-existing content that you can cut out into shorts based on how viewers have responded to those areas and so on, but a lot of super helpful tools that you should at least try as a content creator so you can see how it can help you. Um, you can try that for yourself at TubeBuddy.com. And of course, if you do the slash Nimmin after it, then I'll get credit for sending you over there as well, um, which you know I appreciate. Um, in addition to that, this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming tool that we use to live stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And we use StreamYard because their mugs are fantastic. We do, we use StreamYard because of these glorious <laughs> mugs. And I just realized I need a but, sound effect. Oh, like so when, yeah, so it's like today's show is also brought to you by StreamYard. Ah, that's good. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Super cheesy, but that'd be great. That StreamYard. Yeah. With the with the coaster. Yeah, we can we can make one of them up. I've actually made one of those for uh, one of their videos before. Really? So I have that somewhere. But is yeah. it a mallard duck? Uh, it's a whack. That's all it it's is. A it's just a whack. Yeah. yeah. I'm into authenticity. But the reason so. that we uh, use StreamYard is because it's easy to use. We use it for yes. every single live stream. Um, and, it you know, is. we like, you know, stuff that's easy to use. Um, in addition to that, they make it easy to put graphics on the screen like you see on the screen right now. They make it easy to bring guests on. Um, they also have noise reduction yeah. in the audio. So if you're somebody that typically live streams in an environment that maybe is a little bit louder than you would like, um, or you get a lot of type of sound coming through your microphone. StreamYard will help you take care of that and, and reduce that for you. They even record your live streams in the background so you don't have to put all that extra weight on your computer. They do it on their end so after your stream is complete, you can just go in and download uh, your streams so then you can repurpose them or use them in any way that you like as well. And they even have the option to sample out shorts also or, or vertical content so you can use it in that way when it comes to repurposing as well. But super helpful tool. Um, you can find more information about that and try it for yourself at StreamYard.com. And of course, I've got a direct URL that you can see on the screen right there as well. That if you go to that one, then of course that gives me credit too. You know, I actually use StreamYard to do a stream on Rumble. 
Oh, nice. I was trying to learn Rumble's system, and I did test stream. Oh, nice. Uh, and you can stream on Rumble, which was kind of cool, too. Oh, nice. Maybe yeah. we should multicast over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, actually. yeah, might we as can, well. We can set that up yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's give that a shot for, uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll, we'll multicast over there. Yep, there you go. So with all that stuff out of the way, so if this is your first time here, I do want to let you know that we are um, we answer YouTube questions. We do these in the order that they come in. So if somebody comes in and uh, you know they have a question that they have, all you have to do to get that question answered is make sure that you go down to the form that is linked down in the description of the stream right now. Put your question in there, and um, and we answer them in the order that they're received. If you put your question in there now, um, it'll get on, it'll get answered um, today based on how many responses that we currently have. But they're filling up fast, so make sure that if you have a question that you get it in there, um, that you get it in there right now. So um, with all that out of the way, I think uh, hey Mark, what's going on, man? Welcome to the uh, welcome to the stream. Hope you're doing fantastic. So Shark Scrapper, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing hey. great. Uh, Motag network welcome to the Niminati. welcome to the channel membership um, make sure that when you get the chance you go to uh, nimmonvip.com i'm going to put it on the screen for you here go to nimmonvip.com that's going to redirect you to our members only facebook group if that's something that you're interested in and all you have to do is fill out the information on the way in because i use that to verify that you are a channel member and um, if you can do that before the stream is over today then i can get you in there um, after the stream is complete so with all that out of the way, D, you uh, have you had a good have you had a good week? You excited to uh, you know get in the stream uh, rolling today? Yeah, I've had a great week. I've been playing with a lot of AI tools yeah, since too. your last video, mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna let everybody know if you are sleeping on some of the AI tools available, just in terms of general creativity mm. and in terms of trying to speed up your workflow. If you're not taking advantage of this, you're missing out. Yeah, you absolutely. are missing out. Just in terms, just generalizations of like. I'm just trying to come up with some ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think of something creative to do with shorts. I'm yeah. trying to think of just a way to speed up the workflow and come up with YouTube ideas. Mm -hmm. There's an AI tool for everything. Yeah, now. absolutely. It, there it's, is. it's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let me know in the chat, are you using any AI tools to just uh, increase your workflow or just brainstorm on stuff? Mm -hmm. I keep ChatGTP uh, on my phone mm -hmm. just for ideas. Yeah. Like, hey, I've got this idea. Give me 20 different versions of it. Oh, nice. And it's really good at like workshopping those ideas and making me, oh, I never thought about using that word. Mm. That's a great word. Yeah. yeah man, fantastic. It is, it is fantastic. Yeah. Definitely using that stuff uh, definitely removes the brain power. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. man, it, it comes up with some really, really good stuff. Removes the brain power. Yeah. Because then all you got to do is, you know, get creative in, your, in, in the questions that you ask, which does require, you know, some additional brain power in some cases. But uh, you can even ask it what questions that you want to, that you want to ask it based around the thing that you're trying to figure out you still have to know what's good though yeah totally right that's the whole thing with any it. of the ai tools you still have to understand that the, oh that's good and mm -hmm. you have to understand why it's good yeah so before you go and you, before you go and rely too heavily on ai mm -hmm. you have to understand the process first and learn what is good and right. learn what your audience might respond to mm -hmm. and hey really quick um i do want to remind everybody um if you look at the very top of the chat right now um so i think it was last week we had a conversation about epidemic sound um, oh, i haven't boy. watched doug's video yet but i know it's awesome just because doug puts out amazing content um, and he, you know, likes to be well informed before he publishes something and things like that. So I'm sure he's researched this extensively. But right at the very top of the chat right now, he has a video warning content creators about um, some things with Epidemic Sound that you should know about. So um, just make sure that you check that video out so that you can, you know, just be informed if you are somebody that uses Epidemic Sound, so you can know some of the issues that you might run into, um, you know, with their um, with their service. They have awesome music and you know sound effects and all that stuff. Um, but you know, some content creators are 
are having some issues, but his video breaks down the whole thing. So you can, you know, just make sure that you're, uh, you know, aware of that if you are somebody that, uh, that, that, that uses epidemic sound. I have not watched that yet. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, the, uh, oh, hey, really quick, super chat, uh, super chat super from David uh, Matney. What's going on, David? Hope you're doing awesome, man. Says, um, D, what are the top three AI tools you're using, or what is the AI tool uh, that's most helpful? So, I, I'd say the most helpful in terms of just workshopping on, on title ideas and just trying to summarize the way I'm trying to communicate with something would be ChatGTP. I've got it on my phone currently. They're not charging anybody for free usage on your phone. Make sure you get the actual app from OpenAI. I know mm -hmm. there's some, I think on Android, there's some apps that are trying to pretend to be OpenAI, but they're not OpenAI. But I keep that on my phone. I keep it on my desktop at home. I'm using MidJourney uh, just for another project that we're working on. Uh, and now recently we've been using, we were just playing with this today, uh, in the Video Leap app. I know mm -hmm. you've seen videos on my channel. If you're familiar with my channel, I've done videos with Video Leap. They've added AI to that. So you can put your videos into it. You can put photos into it. It will recharacterize you uh, inside of there for your videos. It can change your backgrounds. It's just unbelievable stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff that's happening with AI video right now, um, yeah. it, it's just insane. I've got a video coming out this coming week um, about uh, that's uh, Kaiser. tools. You're using Kaiser for yeah, that, Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's uh, Kyber. Kyber, yeah. sorry, Kyber. But I'll probably, you know, now that you've uh, brought me to light on the video leap thing, I'll probably yeah. mention that in there um, yeah. as well. Because I, I'd like to show you some variations so people can use, because not everybody's going to be on a computer. So then that way it opens yeah. it up, you know, a little bit more, you know, for people that are on phones too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so you definitely want to make sure that you check out that video when it comes out, because um, it's, it's really interesting, some of the stuff that you can do. I spent my evening last night making a music video which is uh which has turned out to be pretty cool too yeah yeah I, so it's not finished yet but um but I'll, I'll be posting it on tiktok once it is and it's pretty incredible so make sure you follow me over on tiktok if you're not already yeah i would say this so you know mid journey and and you know the video leap video ai and all and the ones that he's talking about those mm -hmm. are creative in terms of video and images in terms of just general productivity and use and brainstorming uh, chat GTP. Yeah. Put that on your phone. Put that on your phone and just use it as an assistant to where you can say, hey, uh, this is my video idea. Give me 10 titles. Yep. Uh, okay, make them a little bit more uh, news headline-like. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, oh, too much. Back it off a little bit. And then it's really, really great at coming up with ideas. Yeah, it. and um, also after the video on the uh, uh, on you know how you can change yourself you know using AI in your videos, um, another video that's on the list after that one is also going to be AI tools. Um, so you know make sure you keep an eye out for that one too because it's going to be about creator focused um, AI tools. Yeah, you know before we move on, yeah, yeah. I just want to say that we're about to like we're we're in the infancy. Oh, yeah. As amazing yeah, as it is, we are in the control. infancy. You are about to be bombarded with a ton of creator AI tools. Yeah. So when you see them coming out, jump on them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So next, um, or the very first question um, that we have. Got another, oh, uh, super, super chat. chat. iPhone Chris says, hey, from uh, California. What's going on, Chris? Right on. Hello from California. Hello from uh, hello from Thailand. Yeah. Man about tech, Viper in the house. I gotta What's get, up, Viper? I, I got to get the sound bite over here because I have a sound bite for when he comes it. in. Yeah, I got to yeah. get that over here since we're streaming over here now. Yep. Um, so what's up, dude? Hope you're doing fantastic. Looking forward to seeing you here in a couple months at uh, Vid Summit. Um, Nomadic Introvert, thanks for the super chat. Says, over the last few um, months, I've noticed my channel views have dropped. My views have always remained the same for over a year. Nothing has changed with my videos. Is YouTube making changes? So YouTube is continually making changes. They're always updating everything. Um, basically, their system, it changes in real time based on the content that's being published to the channel. And, you know, it's prioritizing the content that performs well and all of those things. So what can happen is 
is, you know, if you've been putting out, you know, content for a while, you can have content that's been doing, you know, great for a period of time. And there might be somebody new in your space that's coming in and kind of, you know, eating some of that pie. Um, there might be five people in your space that are, you know, that are, that are coming up that are, you know, eating some of that pie. Um, within that, you know, the videos could just have age on them. And because of that new content that is, you know, similar in topic could also be getting prioritized there. All kinds of different things could be happening there. But the very first thing that I would do is I would try to figure out exactly what happened with your views dropping. So what you can do um, to figure out, you know, like where the drop came from is if you go into your traffic sources, you stretch your date range over like, let's say like the last 90 days or the last 28 days, if it just happened like last week. Um, and then you will actually see the line uh, chart right there. And you can actually see, you can select browse, suggested and search. And you can see like, oh, right here's where I fell off, right? So then you can start to understand like what happened. So in a lot of cases, there's not, you know, a lot that you can do outside of, you know, updating the packaging, things like that. But even with that, it could just be that you're having a lull right now and, you know, everything could end up, you know, just kind of getting back to normal um, after you get through this lull because that happens as well. So when, you know, the numbers dip like that, you know, it's not necessary to go and just like immediately start changing everything, just kind of ride it out for a little bit. Um, and just remember though, that, you know, when you're publishing new content, that's, you know, taking priority, but then outside of that, you know, the content that, you know, performs the best against other content um, is, you know, of course, always going to get their priority as well. And uh, Xavier Ray and Glenn, uh, welcome to the Nimenati, the channel membership. Make sure when you get the chance, if the Facebook group is something that you're interested in, um, make sure when you get the chance, you go to nimenvip.com. That's going to redirect you to our members only uh, Facebook group. Fill out everything on the way in, um, all the you know questions that I ask there to verify that you're a channel member, because we double check that you know before we let people in. So um, so just make sure that you do that sometime we'll before the stream's over today, to if Nimenati. you can, and um, and then we can get you in there uh, once the stream is complete today. That nomadic introverts or introvert super chat that you just read? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Missed it. So the first question that we have here is um, from King CMC TV, and this one's coming from the form. And just as a reminder, if you are, you know, just joining us, if this is your first time here, um, we are pulling the questions from the form that is down in the description of the video right now. So um, if you have a question, make sure that you put it down there. But um, King CMC TV, every now and then we'll pull them out of the chat too, just as a heads up. So if something's like really unique or something like that, and we happen to notice it in the chat, um, then in that case, you know, sometimes we'll jump on those too. Brad, Magic Flying Potato, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing great. Better Mind Journey, nice to see you in here. Uh, King CMC TV is our uh, first question here. They do gaming content, and the goal of the channel is to monetize. And the question is, how should I put Amazon's affiliate links in my description the correct way? I'm going to start doing this today. Also, I have a banner on my YouTube page. I want to change it to a picture of me um, and my controller and my channel name. I play Apex Legends. But mostly this week, I want to start playing different games because Apex is falling off. How should I put my channel banner to let people I know I play different games or I'm a gaming channel? So we're going to focus on one question here. Um, and the, that question is going to be about the affiliate links. So when it comes to affiliate links in your video descriptions, um, there's a couple things you want to think about. And one, this can apply to Amazon. This can also apply to uh, you know anything that you promote as an affiliate. But the very first thing that you need to know about is legalities with adding those things. So one of the things that the FTC or Federal Trade Commission uh, requires is because the YouTube is a US company. It doesn't matter where you're uploading from, you still need to put affiliate disclaimers in your video descriptions if you have people in the US that are watching your videos. 
So because of that, um, if you're gonna be promoting something specifically from Amazon, they have very specific language they want you to use. So what you wanna do is you wanna Google Amazon affiliate disclaimer is the thing that you wanna Google or the specific word you wanna put there. And um, and then you're gonna get you know uh, uh, the options of what it is that you wanna, or what you need to put in there to be compliant with them. Um, and then when it comes to everything else, then from there you can just use FTC's uh, rules on that one. And all you gotta do there is just go to Google and type in FTC affiliate disclosure uh, and then you know you'll get more information on that from there but the whole idea with that is you just have to put that disclaimer that disclosure down there so that when people are interacting with your content they know that you know there might be some incentive there because some people will promote things that they like and enjoy and that they use themselves other people will just promote whatever just for the sake of you know trying to get sales so because of that you know they put these requirements in place in order to you know protect uh, consumers and to make everything more difficult for everybody <laughs> but uh, um, when it comes to I think that's so weird just from like a global perspective if yeah. you have it's kind of like the European laws right. the emails and stuff like that I think it's I, dumb it, because yeah. it, it's like okay well hey we're this is our you know consumer protection stuff well like how about you uh ban coca-cola what about that if you yeah. want to protect consumers ban coca-cola do you have any ban, more, ban birthday cake do you have any more what about it right or are we gonna well hey but but it's the thing though right <laughs> it, it's like you no, know it like we're, like no. you can't you can't halfway we're, do one thing and then like go hard on something yeah. else we're, when it comes to like protecting you know consumers we're trying to protect consumers right and then like there's all of this stuff right you, yeah ban cigarettes yeah, pretty what about that yeah right yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, um, so another thing you want to think about too when it comes to promoting something as an affiliate from your YouTube channel is um, you How also about we just ban TikTok. <laughs> oh no, let's just ban TikTok, <laughs> the Chinese spy app. But what I you don't want... want my information going to Beijing. <laughs> but, just kidding. But, I'm just kidding. This is Alex care. Jones impression. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. But but what? But uh, another thing when it comes to uh, affiliate marketing that you also want to think about is um, we were actually on a channel review stream on the Tube Spanner YouTube channel yesterday, um, which everybody here should be subscribed to as well if you uh, you know want uh, to be a part of like the channel review things that we do um, but basically on that one one of the things that uh, that I kept running into and I run into this every single time I do channel reviews no matter what um, is that people will put links to like let's say they'll have like a, a, a channel about crafting as an example or, hey, or, or, or something like Nook that is in here yep they'll, they'll have a channel about crafting <laughs> and their description uh, will have links to like all the equipment that they use to make their YouTube videos right now, the problem with that is, yes, it's better than not having anything down there. However, you got to think about the people that are interacting with your content, because if somebody is watching a video on like making stuff out of like yarn, for example, then in that particular case, a, a lower percentage of the people that are watching your videos are going to be making videos for the Internet compared to the amount of people that are watching your videos that are going to be interested in yarn and all the things that people are using to make, you know, to, to make stuff out of yarn. So because of that, what you want to think about is like, OK, the people that are watching my videos, what can I put down there? Even if it's just like a little block of, you know, things that you typically use, um, what I put down there that's going to be the most relevant to the most amount of people that are interacting with my content. So for example, if you're a gamer, put links to, you know, any special controllers that you use, put links to mouse pads that you use, oh, put yeah. your PC specs down there if you're a PC gamer and put links to Amazon, you yeah. know, for all the different parts. Yeah. Um, if you are, you know, doing it on a PlayStation and, you know, put links down there to, you know, PlayStation accessories, like the covers that you can put on them, things like that. Controllers, you know, all of that good stuff. But the idea is just to, and if you're a crafter, right? Let's say if you are doing yarn, then all the stuff down there should be for things that are doing that. If you're a woodworker and people are, 
are you know interacting with your content as a woodworker then in that case all the things down there need to be related to the things that people can use that are watching your content so it's like hey this is all the stuff that i use like this is my core toolkit right and you link to that stuff down there because it's relevant to those viewers so you want to make sure that you're thinking um you know, that you're thinking about that as well super chat two spanner in the house super chat. i hope that you are going fantastic hey do you know claire's getting married yeah, she's getting married, I think, next week. Really? Yeah, yeah. Claire's getting married next week. So hey, Claire. yeah, congratulations, congratulations Claire, Claire, on your uh on your uh coupling. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. But uh Danielle says or Tube Spanner says, uh, after I broke up with my short boyfriend, he started a YouTube channel dedicated to trashing me. I said, Well, that's a little extreme. Got it, got it. I say boom. I, I love like the the you know because it's you know it's about YouTube so like I love the uh, the, the 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 like forcing of like the content stuff in there. It's yeah, good. it's good. So uh, next up we've got uh, Ross Neum. Ross Neum says they upload when they have time. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. It's a tech channel. The goal of the channel is to find people to chat about Google phone news with. Um, the all oh, Google phone. Okay. Uh, Google the, phone. the question is at the moment. I can't make videos on a regular schedule. Is it best to post the videos as and when I finish them or wait until I have three videos that I can post weekly? So I recommend a schedule, right? So I recommend that you post on a on a schedule. So like, for example, if you, you know, have, uh, you know, one video, then say, okay, I'm going to post that video on Monday. What? Can you want to tilt that back a little bit? You're getting a glare in your glasses. Tilt what? Noticed. All this? Yeah, your screen is, is uh, yeah, just, there it is. Uh, oh, nope. Yeah, but then I can't see. Okay. Yeah. Well, you normally so, uh, don't have that. Yeah, let me just turn down my brightness. This oh, is there why. you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is that better? Finished. Yep, done. Right. So uh, thanks for the heads up. Yep. So um, um, when you are creating your content you're trying to be consistent um the very first thing is to just pick a day of the week and like that's going to be your upload day and then from there just say okay i'm, I'm just going to start uploading on this day and if you miss one or whatever that's fine just skip that one and then publish on that day the next time and just kind of rinse and repeat that process and there's going to be periods where you'll be like hey maybe i can squeeze in an extra video this week then in that particular case instead of publishing it just add it to the queue of that day that you're going to be publishing and then rinse and repeat that over time and then hopefully if you can get some extra wins in here and there then it will get you ahead a little bit so then you can kind of relax and not have to stress out about it and you can just enjoy you know the process of creating instead of being in a rush to create stuff so that you can hit that deadlines and so on you got something right here okay there we go how's that oh okay Get your glasses. Now he's me. Yeah, yeah. Great. And by the way i just want to let everybody know we normally do not have a caffeine on the desk just let you know how we're rolling today mm -hmm. uh it's been a, it's been a long day it has yeah been a long day. I just want to Longer night, point I out. guess it would be. What, yeah, that? well, I guess it would be a long day from waking up early. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, a long day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bearded Iron is our uh, is our next question here. They sleepy. Uh, sleepy is what we're trying to sleepy. say. Sleepy. Yep. <laughs> Bearded Iron. Uh, they've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do fitness content. The goal of the channel is weight loss for busy dads and men in their 30s and 40s. That is targeted. Yep. Perfect. That's very targeted. I love it. Question is, hey, Nick, great content as always. Thank you. Um, I've heard that you mentioned before that this is a common problem for people who went viral in their early journey. My second ever video went viral and I got thousands of new subscribers. Wow. Since that um, video's life cycle has now gone, I'm finding it difficult to grow my channel. I currently have 5,300 subs, but I've gained and also lost around 800 subs in the last three months. So the channel feels stagnated as that total number hasn't moved for a while. My core audience watch all my videos, but I often feel like I'd do better 
if all of those who subbed to the viral video would unsubscribe as they no, are no longer engaging with my content, which kills my CTR. If my subs aren't interested in my videos, is my channel doomed? So here's the thing. First off is if you're, if you had a, a, a video do substantially better than your other videos, but it's still in alignment with the people that you're trying to reach, then in that case, it doesn't work against you. The place where it works against you is where you make something that's like a little bit outside of what you normally do, or maybe a lot outside of what you normally do. And that does well. Yeah. Then in that particular case, then you're growing your channel around the wrong audience. And because of that, you know, there can definitely be like an adjustment period there. And also if you have content that where, you know, if it's like, Hey, this particular video is something that was like, you know, uh, you know, a timely event. And because of that, it opened it up to, you know, a broader amount of people, but, uh, you know, my content doesn't really serve, you know, those people because I'm like extremely niche. Then in that case, you know, it can also, you know, work against you in that way. But keep in mind, you know, when you are publishing your content, YouTube will quickly figure out also like when you publish your videos, you know, it'll test it against, you know, a lot of those people, yeah. but as soon as they stop responding, then, you know, those people aren't going to be tested against, you know, that much. So it's not going to, you know, be like a long period of time. So what I would look for instead right now is I would actually go in and I would just start comparing your videos against each other and just start seeing like, okay, am I doing something differently? Am I using, you know, a different style with my thumbnails? Am I formatting my titles differently? Am I formatting my videos differently? Um, also look at yourself, like, okay, am I commuting? Communicating differently. Like, yeah. you know, like when I first started, maybe I was, you know, a little bit more like shy and nervous about making videos and people responded to that because I felt, you know, natural. Whereas now I'm like really good at it. And because of that, you know, it's a little bit too polished and maybe, you know, people just aren't responding to that. Um, so I would definitely, you know, look at those types of things as well and just compare, you know, what's happening currently to what happened in the past um, and see if you can, you know, locate, you know, the, the, the issue that you're having. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, growing like subscribers and things like that, you know, fortunately, you know, you did have that video to where, you know, you were able to grow, you know, a, subscri a subscriber base off of it. Um, it's just hopefully, you know, those people are, you know, in alignment with what it is that you still what it is that you still make. Yeah, I think a lot of people make that mistake, uh, especially with the long form content and the short form content. Yeah. I've seen that countless times where they're they're focused on one thing and he has a very clear value proposition about what his channel is about. You know what? But I think I know what the problem is here, actually. I'm maybe go he right. But then they go to shorts and then they start uploading some stuff that's just not in alignment with their law. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying it's a mistake. I see a lot. They start thinking, oh, it's shorts. So I'm going to put something up here that's just fun. Yeah, I remember well, this. I, I know what happened. So what so basically. What happened is he grew his channel, the, the video that um, did well. It's got almost a million views on it from last year or from a year ago, um, but it was a body transformation video. And then now his videos are more about like helping other people, you know, through the weight loss. Okay. So basically he grew the audience based on something that was just general topic interesting. There you go. Versus, he went broad. Yeah, versus, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like, hey, this is for, you know, this dedicated, you know, group of people. Okay. So yeah, in that particular case, you know, you did that thing um, that, you know, that we're talking about where you know you grew the you know like that big group of people came from like a one-off video but they're they were there for that found that interesting and they like subscribed like hey we support this nice work yeah. on your journey and all that yeah. but they're not actually interested um in your content so because of that um, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, the, the thing, and I'm, I'm not recommending that you do this, but one thing people do do in this situation is, um, like if they're already in the partner program, things like that is some people will actually take those videos down. If it's like wildly different, I don't think I, in your case, I don't think you should do that because even though, um, 
you know, what you offer now is more about like, you know, here's how you can do it too. Um, this is still similar to that. And it's because of that, right, still it's still fitness, fitness related yeah. and it's showing your progress, which can be inspiring, you know, for the people that are looking at your channel and that are, you know, learning from you. Um, but, you know, on the uh, other side of that, just keep in mind, like if this one's still getting any type of activity, then in that case, you know, this could also bring people in that are like, hey, this is great. It's inspiring. Let me subscribe and then come and start watching this channel, which is another thing that could have happened too. <laughs> where right. you know how it is, New Year's, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go get fit. And right. then, uh, you know, uh, like come January 5th, everybody's, you know, back to eating pizza and like not going to the gym anymore. So like, uh, you know, not calling you out, D, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, that took me a little, you know. Felt personal. That felt yeah, personal. It wasn't. I was talking about myself. But the uh, but the you know whole thing is you know you can be running into that too, where they had the intention of being on board, but you know maybe they uh, they left. But what I what I recommend that you do though, is um is I would just get really focused on you know the the strategy of publishing videos as like series. So basically, instead of just looking at it like, hey, what video can I make this week and let me publish this one about you know weight loss, like go for a wide view and say like, okay, over the next 90 days, these are the videos that I'm going to publish on the channel. How are they going to relate to each other? How can I, you know, make it to where, you know, this video that I'm going to be publishing um, first is going to be relevant to the video I'm, I'm going to be posting second and so on so that it'll make sense for people to come back because what you need to do right now is you need to just get people coming back to the channel, right? So because of that, I would just kind of look at your content calendar right now over the next 90 days, just look at it as like a blank slate and start thinking to yourself like, okay, if I were starting this channel at like ground zero without all of that virality attached to it, then how can I put together content that would basically, you know, cause people to hop from video to video based on it topically. So since you are doing fitness, you know, you, it, the very first thing could be like, you know, uh, you know, the health benefits of like losing weight or something like that. And I'm just, you know, spitballing here, you would definitely need, need to research the exact topics and, and really think it through. But basically the first one could be like about diet the second one could be about you know um you know how to easily get started um the second one could be uh you know about you know things to avoid when you're getting started in this process the next one after that could be like hey we're starting this challenge as a community so you know because of that you know hit the comment section let me know if you're in on this challenge let's do this together um and then you kind of you know build it out that way or technically that could even be your first video um but you know the whole idea is to is to come up with some type of strategy to uh to try to get people to watch one video and then come Come back and watch the next one and so on um so that you can kind of rebuild uh you know that 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 audience for the content super chat super chat um major diy says in description i put store link where you can buy thanks for the super chat by the way it says i put a store link um where you can buy a product i got a strike for spam and community guidelines i disputed it but no response from youtube what now so um the very first thing to do um as long as you know everything is legitimate and it's not you know some like shady link or whatever um then in that particular case i would hop on you or uh twitter or x i guess we call it now Man. that's so stupid okay but hold, hold on let's okay. get through this first okay. so <laughs> yeah, but, but okay. i would hop on whatever it is you want to call it twitter or x and uh at team youtube we can still at over there right yeah so at team youtube um over there and let them know the problem that you're having because um you know in some cases things are automated or they're looked at by you know a person still in the reviews but if you at them in some cases they can you know escalate it or get it in front of different people that you know in some cases can get that kind of thing taken care of um so that would be the that would be the next uh you know course of action yeah a lot of times you just need a human to take a look at it yeah. and i'll tell you this even if they come back to you and they say we've had a look and it violated our policies don't stop yeah keep going yeah. reach out again try to get someone else to look at it because yep. sometimes 
no shade towards YouTube, but I've seen some crazy stuff where they say, well, it clearly violate and it's not in violation of anything. Right. So mm -hmm. just make sure you get a couple people to look at it. Don't give up so easily. Yeah. Uh, we have a question here from uh, Meet Orophile. He says, can my videos monetize with Creator Mix music? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely monetize all of your videos with Creator Mix music. That's, that's the whole point of it. Yep. Knock yourself out. Yep. We just appreciate it if you can give us some uh, credit in the description. Yep. Just let people know. Yeah, and by the way, if anybody's using our music and you have any questions, there's an entire FAQ area on the actual creatormix.com website. Mm -hmm. You can answer pretty much any question you can think of there, and if not, reach out uh, through the support form there, and, mm -hmm. and I'll get you taken care of. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so uh, next up on the list, we've got uh, the type of channel is a variety channel. The channel name is Samples and Tests. That's cool. Um, the, that sounds very scientific. It does. The goal of the channel is to continue to grow. Um, the question is, on desktop, I've gone to several channels, uh, short tab, and it may only show three to four shorts listed, but if I refresh the page, all or more shorts appear. Have you ever experienced this? Um, is it a common problem that viewers could be missing some of the creator's content? By the way, I've tested this on several computers and with different browsers. So, um, you know, it, you know, all of this stuff is like server-based. So, you know, there's like everything is being bounced off of like CDNs, uh, like all over the world, like content delivery networks like all over the world and things like that so you know you're going to run into bugs like that you know yeah, from time I, to time on youtube sometimes it'll be something that'll last for a while um other times you know it'll be something that they'll you know resolve quickly sometimes it can be like a caching problem on your computer or one of the devices but you said that you've you know done it across multiples but like let's say for example if you have like chrome but then your chrome is synced across all of your devices then you know that can also you know cause some you know issues there so it could be on youtube side could be on your side who knows but like in terms of youtube having bugs um, that you know that definitely happens like with any website or service or product or whatever on the internet anything computer based even computers you're going to run into problems like that from time to time just recently my own channel mm -hmm. it was only showing half of my shorts that were oh interesting there. so interesting. yeah bugs absolutely happen and, and and they squash those as soon as they as soon as they come up uh, a side note here i see a lot of people talking about they use creator mix music nice. uh yeah uh fun thing we've got thirty-two thousand users now in creator mix nice 32,000 of you are using the music nice. so thank love you it. thank you so much yeah love yeah, it glad you're enjoying the music yeah new music is coming but because it's a passion project it, it we, we don't we don't actually make money on right. that right. so as a passion project we get to it when we can but mm -hmm. new music is coming Next up, we've got Aperture Movement. Aperture Movement uploads when they have time. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do um, entertainment slash informative content. Goal of the channel is right now to entertain and give information. And the question is, I'm working in transitioning my channel, also planning to change my channel name. My current channel is a mix of entertainment videos with a mix of information about college videos. I'm doing a complete makeover to my channel. My question is, should I keep my current videos on my channel or should I delete them? My new content will have nothing to do with the topics of my current channel. Really, I would just start a new channel. Like I would just leave the stuff that you have, you know, where it is, you know, that's already on the channel. And then I would just say, you know what, I'm just gonna start a new channel. Um, and then that way you are giving yourself just a fresh start. Um, and then really like when you publish your first videos and things like that, you know, on new channels, you know, sometimes they can get like shown around a little bit and all that. So um, because of that, yeah, I would, I would start with a new channel. If it was mine, um, I, would, I would just start with a new channel. I wanna clarify something. Because yep. sometimes I say something and it sounds like I meant something else. Okay. I didn't mean we don't make money with Creator Mix. 
uh, we're not running a profit on Creator Mix. Right, 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 right. Right, <laughs> right the money that's being made through streaming mm-hmm. services just kind of pay the bills for hosting and CDNs yeah. and email, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to clarify that so somebody doesn't clip this oh. and go, they clip it and then like, what's a Spotify account? Oh, yeah, right. You liar. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> do, you, do you know who? Facts matter. Do you know who Alex Hermosi is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he always, you know, one of his things that, um, that he said for a while is, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Right. But then he made one video. He's like, I apologize because, <laughs> yeah, people came at him because he had a book for sale he has that in his header i yeah. think in his youtube header yeah or he, something yeah. yeah it wasn't something that he was like promoting or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. because he did have something available that people can buy people yeah. like were coming at him for oh, it so he's yeah. like okay fine i've got this thing that you can get yeah, but yeah, i'm yeah. not actually trying to like sell yeah. it and yeah well, the internet uh the way that it is that's yeah. why I, was, I wanted to clarify yeah like, right you gotta be safe right after, you gotta be I, careful said, these days. after I said that i was like i was like well i didn't mean we're not actually making money we're profiting on it so like yeah <laughs> you got a super chat. So, super um, Trainer chat. James, thank you for the super chat. Says, um, this may be a dumb question, um, but what's the best way to use a community tab? So, uh, oh, first, question. that's not great a dumb question. question. That's In a fact, great question. That's a really good question. So, when it comes to using your YouTube community tab, here's a couple of things that you want to make sure that you keep in mind. One is that your community tab is a place where people or your viewers can actually be reintroduced to your content to where you can pull them back into what it is that you're doing. Um, In addition to that, that's also a way that people can just engage with your channel when they're not watching your videos. So it's a community tab, right? So that you can, you know, kind of foster the community there. But when it comes to using the community tab, some things that you want to make sure that you're thinking about is one, um, when it comes to activity there, typically polls will uh, will get the most response. And the idea there is because people can just click a button and then it's done, right? Questions also get, you know, high uh, engagement in your community feed. Um, Images, you know, where you show things uh, like behind the scenes of, you know, maybe something that you're working on or videos that you're working on, things like that. Those also get a lot of engagement. Um, However, when it comes to posting videos there, you can also use that as a way to kind of breathe some fresh life into the videos that you have on your channel that have performed well in the past, but maybe they've kind of fallen off a little bit or something like that. So it's a great way to reintroduce that content it's amazing content it's just not getting the love that it used to because you have a bunch of more you know new content that does better so because of that um, it's a great way to just kind of reintroduce people to some of that old content as well or older content and one of the things when it comes to your community tab is that a lot of people are afraid to share videos there because they're like well my subscribers are watching my videos already but one thing to always remember is not every subscriber watches every video that you have or not every viewer watches every video that you have and because of that you know re introducing that content to some of those people is just one more great way to you know serve them but also to bring them back into your channel and possibly create you know additional binge watching sessions and things like that or at least have them interacting with your content and another advantage of that is when you are getting people to watch videos in your community tab the way that YouTube works if, is if people come in and they start watching your content let's say they're just you know logging to YouTube on their phone or whatever they see your community post with you sharing a video that you are recommending to them because other people liked it and then they click into that video they watch that video and they're like wow this is pretty good and then they go and they watch another one of your videos then maybe they watch another one of your videos then in that particular case that shows youtube hey this person's really into this content again and then that can increase the likelihood of youtube recommending more of your content to them in the future as well so there's like that higher level you know reason for doing it as well but keep in mind when you are posting videos in your community feed um, one of the things that it's going to look like is that the videos themselves get less engagement compared to everything 
else is going to be like, man, it's like crickets when I post a video. But what's right, what's actually happening is that engagement is just transferring through to the actual video content itself, right? So you want to make sure that you're looking in the stats of that um, uh, actual video so that you can see the impact that the that the community post is having um, on that piece of content. Awesome. Roberto Blake in the house, my hey, man. What's hey, going on? Hey, Hope that you're doing Roberto. fantastic. Says, I've been uh, thinking of making an entire video about the community tab. The community tab is also a literal money printer with me with uh, with product uh, promotion. Yeah, the community tab is great. I've got a video, I think, on this channel. I think I've got another one over on the uh, Tube Spanner channel. But yeah, like uh, when it comes to the community tab, like it's it's a feature on YouTube that is massively undervalued, yes. in my opinion, because and? people look at it like, oh, it's just I'm just posting stuff over there. But it's like, no, if you, you know, if you, you use it it's a great way to just have additional conversations or just get people to engage with what it is that you're doing i've found that if i try to make posts hope you're doing awesome roberto regular like i'm like, okay i gotta make a community post like i just don't do it i forget about it mm. the most effective i've ever been with community posts uh is when i've sat down and scheduled i scheduled them i scheduled them out for an entire month mm -hmm. You can do that. You can schedule your community posts, yeah. and that is a game changer. You can schedule them out as far as you want because I forget about it. Yeah. That is a tool. It is an overlooked tool, and I, I always forget it. And every it's like right now, I'm just like, oh, why, why haven't I been using it? No. Even if you're not uploading videos, I could be posting right now about old videos. Right. Right. Here's mm -hmm. some old videos. Here's a playlist. Here's some other things. That's going. Yep. I should be hitting that thing every couple of days, if yep. not daily. Right. But no. Nope. Totally. Nope, not doing it. Yeah, and also non-subscribers can also see your community yeah. post as well. So yeah. you can actually get subscribers from your community post yeah. uh, also. Uh, Dynasty get... Trades in 5, thank you for the super chat, says, can you guys speak to what you do Oops. after dropping a video? Currently, I go in and tweak end screen, spread on the other socials, watch the analytics, and sometimes uh, test and tweak the titles and thumbnails. Thoughts? So me, all I do is monitor. That's it. So when I publish it, I let YouTube do its thing. Um, every now and then, if it's something to where it's like, yeah, I know the people that follow me on Twitter are gonna wanna see this video, then in that case, I'll, I'll share it over there if it's like more of like a broad you know, um, video. Um, and then uh, one thing that I'll do usually a few days later, um, every now and then I'll do it right after the video, but for certain content that is more search friendly, um, I'll post those over on Pinterest um, as well. I'll just go in and do that myself. Um, and I do that so that I can optimize, um, so I can optimize the, you know, title and description and all that stuff so that I can, you know, possibly having it showing up in like Google search when people are looking for information about that video. So then I can basically have a video showing up from my YouTube channel directly in the video results in some cases. And then I also have a, uh, a link from Pinterest so that I have like two chances and in some cases even more um, of people coming into that particular video from like one search term. So um, so that's, you know, a thing to do. But I do monitor. So one of the things that I keep an eye out um, in my case is I just look to see based on, you know, different impression levels on my channel um, or, you know, on the video, I look to see how people are responding. And if I if they're responding like way lower than the baseline, then in that case, I might go in and update, you know, maybe change a word or two in the title or completely rewrite the title. Um, or sometimes I'll change the thumbnail there but you know I'll, I'll usually give it a little bit though because you know sometimes it could just take it a little bit of time to get legs um so for example you know that ai video that i published oh, yeah. which you guys need to watch can you show on your phone the the trajectory of that yeah i'm actually that... i'm screenshotting that like every few hours when i'm awake right and i'm actually going to put together an animation so you can Is actually see the it... so you can see the so you can see the uh you know the the, the yeah. everything moving over time yeah that's cool but um but like in that one for example like when i first published it my first thought was huh i thought this would do better 
right? But then I, I was like, yeah, D mistake. knew, yeah, D knew, I, D knew all, right, like I showed D before, you know, it, anybody else got to see it. And D is like, oh, this is going to do great. Yeah. But, uh, but I was know, like, wow, I thought they were going to respond better to this. And then all it took was just like an extra hour or two for things to get rolling. And then, um, and then it, you know, and it got moving. The reason, so he sent me the first, was it like 30 I did seconds? change the thumbnail though. It was last Saturday before we started this stream. I changed the thumbnail and it was shortly after that, that it started moving, but it might've moved, um, anyway, you even sent, if I didn't change that. You sent me about 30 seconds. Like the first, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the actual intro part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sends me the intro to this video, and I knew it was going to be a hit. I knew it would get legs and just skyrocket eventually because I watched it about 20 times in a row. Mm -hmm. And then I came and got my girlfriend. I was like, you got to see this. <laughs> my my dummy brother just made this mo the amazing thing. Right. My dummy brother. <laughs> no, Love it. My, no, not really. I'm just. Yeah, you, I know. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. yeah. No, I was like, my, you got to see what my brother just made. And then we watched <laughs> it together a bunch of times. Just, and I was like, this, this thing's amazing. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, dude, this thing is going to, this is going to crush. Yeah. Hey, you missed uh, so a So life on YouTube and X says, is Twitter a banned word? No, definitely not a banned word. Um, no. uh, it's just that they changed the name. So since they changed the name, it's like, you know, you missed a message from um, 86 number for 17 months. Ago. Um, I got it on the screen right there. Let me hop over here. Are there, What is that showing up as? Yeah, it's not showing up over here. here. It's starred. I've got it up on the screen right now. Yeah, it's on the screen, but that's real small on my end here. Okay, so okay, the, I see it now. Yeah. Um, it says, I asked this in the group, um, but I was wondering if you could elaborate more on the first-time ad reads and common scams to avoid. Thank you for everything. So um, when it comes to sponsored videos is what they're talking about there. Um, the thing to avoid scams is just definitely make sure that, you know, before, like, first, never download a PDF or zip file oh, or anything yeah. like that. Um, next is you want to double-check the actual, <laughs> Roberto's like, X is going to give it to you, going yeah. with the DMX Oh, my reference. God. I, love I it. almost. Said, I almost did it. Did you? I almost like did it. And then uh, Roberto, we've got a copyright claim on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen. Oh, yeah. If they, if they, right. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I almost started doing it. And then I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Roberto almost got me. Cat Slade says, when I first joined the stream, I thought Nick had a mirror set up. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Welcome to the stream, though. But um, when it comes to... Um, an AI brother. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to, you know, your your first brand deals, or really anytime somebody's doing outreach like that and you receive those emails, um, if you're not receiving them yet, you know, down the road you will. Um, but basically what happens is, uh, you know, uh, companies will reach out to you through your email and your About Me page, so make sure that you do have that set up. A lot of content creators forget to do that. But on every About Me page on YouTube, you have a, a place where you can put your email address to where uh, it's actually hidden behind a little button that says business inquiries. And then if somebody clicks on that, then it will expose your email address and then they can yeah. send you an email if they want to work with you in some way. So make sure that you guys have that set up if you don't already. But um, but basically the things that you want to uh, keep an eye out for is anybody wanting you to download anything. Mm. Two, make sure that if somebody's reaching out to you, for example, and I'm just gonna use this one as a reference, like let's say Fiverr, then make sure that it's coming from Fiverr. Um, without question, even like then, by checking the email itself, by checking then. to make sure it's at fiverr.com. Um, but one of the things that you also wanna make sure that you are um, you know, thinking about is that without question, there are agencies that you know work on behalf of some of these companies. So because of that, it's perfectly okay to say, Hey, um, you know, as a security measure, because of all the channels getting hacked and things like that right now, is it possible that I could get a, an official email from somebody that's actually at that company? And then, you know, they will go through the process of doing that. Um, so just keep that in mind. But um, you want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out for that. Also, when they first reach you, right, when they first, you know, ask uh, or reach out to you asking for, you know, a collaboration, if you think it's a great fit and, you know, especially if you're already using their products and stuff, 
If it's a great fit and you know that it's going to be a really good fit for your audience, try to work out like a multi-video deal because if you're just going like deal per deal per deal for like video per video per video, then it can keep you on a hamster wheel. And in some cases, like, you know, content creators that do this professionally that are constantly doing, you know, brand deals, it's such a job that some people actually hire salespeople to do that job and they work all day long, basically just getting deals. So because of that, you just want to make sure that you are, you know, um, uh, keeping that in mind and that you are trying to work out longer term deals. And when you do that, it keeps you off the hamster wheel, right? So it keeps you off the hamster wheel. And in addition to that, it also, um, it also gives continued exposure to that company with your audience, which also symbolizes that you like really back that company. It's not like, Hey, I'm, just on this like deal for like, you know, to get some money or whatever. It's like, Hey, like I, you know, back this company so much that I'm going to continually, you know, I'm going to continue to talk about them over time. So, um, so that's kind of the, um, idea and a, and a great quick, uh, you know, tip here as well as fretboard diaries drops in the reminder that says, do not use your YouTube email in your business inquiries. Um, that's very important. Um, and it is because, that is like a starting point for people trying to get access to your channel. So make sure if you do have, you know, like if your YouTube channel is set up as, you know, like fretboard diaries at gmail.com, then in that particular case, instead of having that as the business inquiry email, you want to set up a different email account and then, uh, and then, you know, have it all going through there um, instead. That also helps keep everything like organized and nice and clean. All it's right. a shame that with, we even got to deal with that stuff with all the other things that we have to deal with right we're like thinking about editing and communication making thumbnails we're looking at metrics we're trying to stay, have some sort of sort of consistency when we're uploading content maybe we're on multiple so, like we're doing so many things we're wearing so many hats mm -hmm. and we have to worry about getting scammed and getting hacked at the yeah. same time yep man yeah, other Come things too, like make sure you're also looking out for uh you know like the like if you are an english speaking channel if they send yeah. you an email and like the English is just a disaster, yeah, yeah, then it's, yeah, yeah. it's usually a red flag too. Um, yes, they have foreign companies that will, you know, reach out to you, but it's still, you know, if they're a professional company, then they're at least running it through a grammar checker or something, right? Like they're, they're you know, they're trying yeah. to contact you in a legit way. Um, so, you know, just keep an eye out for those types of things. Yeah, I also look out for just generic things. Yeah. Dear hey, YouTuber. Right. Hey, YouTuber. Yeah. Hey, creator. Right. Or it's like, hey, whatever, but like your name is bold yeah. to where they just like drop, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags. Which for. is funny, too, on channels that don't have, like, the person's name. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, tech for you. How's yeah. it going? Right. Huh, it's kind of, yeah, kind of weird. Uh, okay. Pretty good. Xavier. Scammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Xavier, Ray, and Glenn. No, here's how it is. Right, hey, tech for you. How you doing? Would you be interested in making a video, an entire dedicated video? Uh, we'll send it to you. And you have two weeks to complete the video. We'll use the video for our own social media accounts. And you look at this, and it's like worth like $19. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I'll get right on that. So uh, really quick, we had another super chat here from Aperture Movement. Thank Ooh, you for I the super chat. That. Where did that one come from? It says, um, I have six to seven years of experience in there my current career. Would it be okay to do a channel about the information that I learned during those six years? Absolutely. Can I talk about Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Go. Okay. Absolutely. Here's Take the it. thing. All right. Here's the thing. If you Herman Drost in the house. It's up to you. Hey, oh, Herman. Fantastic, man. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, man. Here's the thing. If you want to make educational content, and I think a lot of people go wrong on this, you don't have to know everything. You only have to know more than the people that you're teaching. Right. So if you've been doing something for six or seven years, 
you're targeting you know a lot more. You know yeah. a lot more than people who are just starting now. So they don't think I have to learn all of this stuff. No, you just have to walk people through what you've learned over that six years and you continue to learn the process. Yep. You don't have to learn everything. Yeah, you know, th that's one of the beauties of YouTube is, you know, yeah. people that people that have experience in all different facets of stuff, you know, we, yeah. we all get to share like all of these different things and like help out other people that, you know, basically shortcut everybody's learning curve. That's yeah. a huge service. Yeah. Um, so without question, I think that, you know, that if that, you know, that work of, you know, making that content for that, um, if that's something that, that you think that you could add value with and, you know, in exchange for that value, you know, if there's also stuff that you'll get out of it as well, um, that could be just the pleasure of putting it out there and helping people that could also be you know other benefits that come from doing all this stuff whatever that is um you know i i definitely think that you know that that's perfectly fine and you don't even have to be six years ahead of them right you can be six months ahead of them right right you're just teaching people who are behind you yeah well with this i don't know if they're teaching it's more of well, just well, they have you know information well, they have the information yeah, yeah. whatever right, you're right, sharing right. the information mm -hmm. you're sharing the information to people who do not have the information right right uh, next up, we got uh, Xavier Ray and Glenn is the name of the channel. The type of channel is long-distance relationships. The goal of the channel is to bring our viewers on the journey of making our long-distance relationships not so distant anymore. And the question is, hey, Nick and D, thanks. What's going on? Hey. Hope you're doing great. Hey, what number are you on? Says, um, I'm on 30. This? Or no, I'm sorry. That's not it. I'm on uh, 6. That's oh, <laughs> oh, a big, okay. big difference from 30. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, okay. I, I skipped some. Um, okay. But says, uh, thanks so much for answering my question a few weeks ago. It helped a lot. I'm almost done with our first video. My biggest weakness is thumbnails. I'm thinking of hiring someone to do thumbnails. Do you recommend anyone who's skilled at capturing attention on YouTube videos? I remember a couple of weeks ago you said Fiverr not be, might, might not be the best option. Thanks so much, guys, and um, keep up the good work. So when it comes to Fiverr, the whole idea with Fiverr is like you can get you know, good stuff there. It's hit or miss. But the, the whole idea is that it's, it's more beneficial to you, even if it costs more money to work with somebody that understands YouTube because a graphic designer doesn't necessarily under like they might be able to make something pretty yeah. but they might not necessarily like understand what it takes on YouTube to make it effective right to, get, to win the click without right. calling you know because you know I, I'm not gonna you know we don't want to put them on on blast or anything but like Dee and I have worked with people in the past where they've you know kind of stepped in the way of us making thumbnails and they've had their designers make thumbnails instead and the only thing their designers cared about and we had to kind of fight you know for this yeah. in order to you know get the right to make thumbnails again literally i knocked your teeth out <laughs> but um but you know basically their designers the thing that they cared about was like branding right yeah. does everything look the same that's yeah. all they cared about they yeah. didn't care about like the effectiveness of the thumbnail drawing yeah. people's attention to a specific you know idea all they cared about was is this going to look pretty on the channel page that's right. the only thing they cared about right. so you know because of that you just have to be uh you know mindful now keep in mind you know if you are good at that stuff then in that case you can you know teach people and you can say hey this is what i'm looking for this is what we need to keep in mind we're making these and all that you can do that so if you are you know um up to date with all of that stuff and you know what it takes but you just don't like you understand what you're trying to get but you don't know how to actually put it together then in that case you might be able to find somebody on fiber and then just training up train them up on what it is that you need yeah, the thing with fiber uh, with anything, it, it, it's it's hit or miss. Yeah, it is really hit or miss. Um, and if you're doing like a, you know, trying to do like if you're doing a thumbnail and you're trying to put yourself in there, it's a little bit different. But if you're trying to just order like some generic things on fiber, there's a lot of theft happening on fire. I'm constantly battling yeah. with people stealing my 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 designs for for streamers on, on fire. It's yeah, a, same with thumbnails, too. It I is a non my stop battle. And, and I report them to fiber fiber. I'm calling you out. I report mm -hmm. them to Fiverr over and over and over, and they don't kick these people off the platform. Mm. 
they just let them keep sell. I mean, they'll remove it. Yeah. They'll remove it, but then they just keep letting them sell. It's, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there's also people over there that, like, will literally take my thumbnails, and then they'll, like, use Re me as, like, you know, one of their references or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. crazy. There's a lot of shady stuff going on over there. Yeah, like, there's some good stuff, too, though. Yeah. Like, they have, like, the pro section. Plus, they do have some, you know, very talented people over there. They have people that, like, get it and all that. Like, there's yeah. good stuff over there. there, too. But you just have to be mindful, you know, when you go in there and make sure that you're, you know, paying attention to, uh, to all of that. A lot of trash. So, yeah. yeah. So, next up, we've got uh, Xavier Ray and Glenn. Oh, we did this one already. Yep. Okay, we got that one. Okay, so next up, we got uh, number seven here. So we got uh, about interior design is the type of channel. Design Burst is the name of the channel. Um, it aims to educate and inspire its viewers about various aspects of interior design. And the question is, yeah, and Roberto mentioned that uh, YouTube Jobs is a good, higher quality talent to work with. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, the people over there are vetted and they know YouTube. They work with larger creators and all of that or just people that, you know, need the help. But, um, uh, you know, you're, you pay for it um, over there. So just be prepared for that um, as well. <laughs> Somebody told me to look, at the, look at the camera. I looked at the camera. So uh, Design Burst, uh, the goal of the channel is to educate and inspire its viewers about uh, various aspects of interior design. And the question is, our channel's about interior design. And I just want to say really quick that it's super good that you have like a YouTube channel to where you can talk about this stuff because yeah. AI is coming for interior designers. <laughs> like, have you seen the AI interior design website? Yeah, I, I've, actually ran, oh my yeah, I've actually ran some of my rooms through some of that stuff. Did you? Yeah, it's like, holy cow, never even thought about doing that. This is genius. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, what's the name? Uh, what's it called? Um, interior. I think it's called like Inter interiors.ai or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah, it, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely insane. Um, I actually, um, I can't remember the exact thing, but, uh, it was somebody like Bloomberg or something like that. They put out, um, information, um, saying that, that they are anticipating it. It was, it's some like big business website yeah. and they're anticipating, um, like God, how many jobs is it? One billion staggering amount of jobs that are going to be, that are going to be eaten up by, uh, AI. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so <laughs> yeah, brace yourselves. The, the, if you're the, not, if you're not keeping tabs of AI, I'm on bracing AI, myself. I'm a content yourself. creator, and I'm still bracing myself. Yeah, here I, I don't know if you pay attention. Seeing like this AI stuff, just just on working on this music video, I'm yeah. like, man, what's this going to be like in like you know a year, two years? Yeah, like I'm not even gonna have to make videos anymore. I've already seen people on Twitter, Twitter and Reddit who will come back and say, yeah, I didn't think AI was gonna like do anything, but mm -hmm. I just lost my job. Yeah, yeah, like right. that's it's happening already. Yeah. So anyway, our channel is about interior design, which started in June. Um, it only started gaining views after a month, and now we have 591 subscribers. Congratulations with eight videos. So that's some inspiration for all of you that are new, yeah. right? Like that are like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get this going. And, you know, some people believe that YouTube, like, you know, um, punishes small creators and, you know, or new creators and things like that. But here's one more case with just eight videos. They got 591 subscribers already. Um, but anyway, says so our questions about the niche um, and our channel about interior design, the videos about the living room have high views in your expert opinion do we need to focus on the living room or is it just okay for us to post about different rooms and can you give me more advice about the niche like do's and don'ts so what you want to think about um is since you know since you know and you have proof on your channel at least at this moment in time that um living room content does best you can rely on that when you are publishing videos as content that is likely to do well right so the idea that you want to think about when it comes to youtube is of course not every 
every video that you publish is going to be, you know, uh, um, a hit. And the videos that are are videos that you can depend on to be hits usually in a lot of cases as long as you put them, you know, together, right? So when you are publishing videos on Living Room and people are responding well to the Living Room content, that's a good sign because that shows you that, you know, that that's good content. Like for me, right? If I post videos about like how to get views, right? Because of the nature of my content, what people respond to, that video will typically get, you know, at least a certain amount of views on it. And I know that when I publish it, um, at least, you know, over time. Um, so like in your case, like your living room content could be that. However, another thing that you have to think about, just like I do, is yes, I could make a video every week about how to get views on YouTube and just focus everything on that. But that's not what my entire channel's about. What my channel's about is helping demystify all this stuff for YouTubers or helping content creators thrive on YouTube. So because of that, there's a lot of moving parts that go into thriving on YouTube. So my channel as a whole tries to fill in all of the you know holes for you know that particular task. So in your particular case, even though those living room videos do great i mean you could technically be like the living room channel um, on interior design you could do that but since you are focused on interior design just for your own sake in terms of like hey i don't want to just talk about living rooms all the time um people are going to need to watch bedroom stuff people are going to need to watch kitchen stuff people are going to need to watch hallway stuff people are going to need to watch you know everything so because of that i would still put out content um you know on the other rooms as well but I would just monitor what's going on. So this is where we're gonna scoot over into content strategy. So when it comes to YouTube, one of the things that you always wanna make sure that you're thinking about is not just the video that I'm gonna be publishing next week. Instead, you wanna think about, okay, over the next like 28 days or 90 days, what content am I, am I gonna be publishing on my channel and why am I publishing that content? So as an example, your living room content, let's say you do a, a video a week um, uh, on your YouTube channel, over the next three months, it's gonna give you roughly 12 videos um, that you're gonna be putting out on your YouTube channel. So because of that, you might say, okay, out of these 12 videos, let's make uh, let's make four of them about living rooms, and then we're gonna we're gonna take the other uh, we're gonna take the other videos, and we're gonna make all of those about you know other rooms, and we're gonna use those. The purpose for of those videos is going to be so we can one try to see if we can find better ways to get people to respond to these other rooms, um, and two also to start putting them together maybe as a series. So this is again is on content strategy. So if you were to go to the side where you're like, okay, let's put them together um, as a series so then in that case what you could do is you could start looking at it through a different lens so instead of looking at it at the room you could say okay i'm going to start building out playlists on different styles of interior design and let's say we're going to do like a modern living room and that's going to be like the the first video that's going to come in d depending on the approach you want to take here you could go two different ways, but you could say, we're gonna do the living room video first, and that's gonna pull people in on this topic, and we're gonna basically optimize it around you know, being a modern room. And then the next thing that we're gonna do is maybe talk about like a modern bedroom, right? And then that way, you start putting those together in a playlist so that as people are coming into those videos, you're interlinking them and your end screens and your pinned comments and your descriptions and all of that, and you're driving everybody into that playlist of modern design. Because the people that are watching videos on the living room, um, sure, they wanna see the design in the living room, but also when you start talking about like styles and things like that, people that are gonna come in on the living room video, if that typically performs well on your channel, they're going to enjoy you know, the living room video. And then if they also are clicking on it because it's a modern living room and they're into modern design, and then at the end of that living room video, you're like, oh, hey, and if you are into modern design, I have an entire playlist of all of the rooms in your house where we can you know, kind of redo everything for modern design. Click into that right here. And then what you do is you create that chain of videos that people you know, will want to watch through. Um, so 
so when you are you know publishing your videos don't think of it like in rooms think of it in like viewer experiences right so like how can i get somebody that is you know coming in from this living room content to also be interested in some of this other content and one of the things that i would try anyway is um is you know from a stylistic standpoint but um when you are putting all that stuff together um just make sure that that you're thinking about like the big picture over the next like 28 days or you know 90 days depending on your approach um, and thinking of like how you can get people from one video to the next based on the things that they care about um, but also how i mentioned earlier that you could do it where you had the living room video first and then have people go from there into the playlist you can do that approach because you know the living room content typically performs on your channel or you can publish some of the other videos, like in between other videos, publish um, you know, like a bedroom video and like a kitchen video, and then drop the living room video and use that as the top of funnel for that particular thing that's going to drive people into um, the content about, you know, like the bedroom and the kitchen that you published earlier, right? So I would just look at it through that lens instead of looking at it like, hey, I need to only focus on living rooms. I would look at it like, okay, people are responding to living rooms. So we know that we're going to make sure that we add that, you know, to our content on a regular basis. But how can we also, you know, use that to our advantage to, you know, send people into other content that they might care about? So hopefully that I made just sense. sat here for 10 minutes and listened to you talk about living rooms. Yeah. It's not good info, though. I did not, info. I did like, not expect yes, that today. Yeah. yeah. I did not expect info. that today at all. Yeah. It's good info, though. So um, next up, to amaze. we've got Frost Titan. We've got Frost Titan says, uh, hey, Nick, uh, as always, love your content. Look forward to seeing you guys at VidSummit. Looking forward to seeing you at VidSummit as well. And thank you for the super chat. And by the way, um, if you guys don't know about VidSummit, um, uh, there's a conference happening in Dallas, Texas, October 3rd through the 5th. It's called VidSummit. I'm going to be there. Roberto Blake's going to be there. Some other people that are here in the chat right now are going to be there as well. Um, it is a, so is like Mr. Beast and Mark Rober and like all of these other, Zach King and like uh, Daryl Eves and all these other, you know, like big uh, content creators and people that are, you know, uh, established in the space. And the whole thing is it's about content creators helping other content creators to figure all this stuff out. So uh, there's more information about it down in the description. You can go to vidsummit.com. But if you are going to be in Dallas, Texas, or if you can get to Dallas, Texas, I'm coming from Thailand to go there. Um, but you can, uh, if you're in the States, if you can get to Dallas, Texas, October 3rd through the 5th, um, then just go to vidsummit.com um, and you can learn more information about that. Super chat. Repair Gang, thanks for Super Chat. Says, um, I've been watching for the last three years. I'm at 6,000 subs. Congratulations on 6K. Says, um, but it's sad to see how many people quit doing YouTube since I've been watching. Look, man, I've, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for almost nine years now. And yeah, same exact thing. Like there's so many talented people that come through, but because they don't have the patience or, you know, in some cases they just don't have the time because life is busy, right? So, you know, in some cases they don't have the patience. In other cases, they don't have the time. Um, in other cases, they don't have the drive, but it's unfortunate seeing people-, people burn out. Yeah, it, and it's unfortunate seeing people come in and uh you know where they have that potential and then they just like give up on it for whatever reason it's it, it's it, it's bizarre to me people leave for all kinds of reasons they do people change their focus right people change their focus mm -hmm. people lose just lose interest. lose interest right yeah some people just wake up one day and go huh mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do this anymore no nope. right. go on and do something else right totally. yeah yeah um so next up on our list here we have no people no problems I think that's something that we can all support sometimes. I have somebody else in Thailand. 
says uh, says, "Oh, you're actually in Thailand." I thought it was a joke when you said hi uh, from oh, Thailand. I, th- I oh. thought they were saying hi from Thailand. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but uh, no people, no problem. Says um, they do off grid survival content. The goal of the channel is monetization and teaching others the simple life. Question. Greetings. Thank you for doing this. Um, our pleasure. We enjoy it. Uh, question is the CTR on the YouTube studio app said this video is appealing to a smaller audience than usual, but CTR is looking good. How to improve on that field. So basically it's saying that the, um, the content itself that your CTR is, you know, like looking okay, but the video itself, um, it's just not appealing to, you know, like, uh, you know, as many people as your regular content does. So because of that, you know, it could be that, um, you know, the CTR is at a competitive rate, but you're, your regular viewers typically respond at a higher rate um, is what that could be. So what you want to do there um, is you, one, have to make sure that you are being intentional because, for example, in some cases, like if you make, hey, Zach, what's up, dude? If you make, um, if you make, content that is specifically targeted for like YouTube search, for example, right? Like if I made like a tools video, then in that case, like I would, you know, get it to where it would do okay and browse as well. But, you know, really I'm going for like long-term like YouTube search traffic on that if I'm trying to promote something as an affiliate or something. So because of that, um, you know, sometimes like I'll publish something and even though like everything's low on it in terms of like maybe the initial response, I know it'll be fine like long-term, so it's not a big deal. But the first thing that I would do in that case is I would go and I would see like, okay, for where it is that I'm trying to get activity on this, um, how am I performing there? And if you find that everything is low there, then maybe, yeah, you do need to make a change of some kind. Um, but in, uh, uh, if not, if it's, you know, if it's normal for your channel, um, then in that case, you're, you're, you're probably fine. Hey, D, do you want to take this for a second? I need yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah. step away for one second. Absolutely. I'm going to look into... Uh, and just a heads up, I'm on uh, number nine. Number nine. Let's yep. go and see what's going on with number nine. Going through here. Walk behind the camera over there. So this question comes from Hiking and RV in the United States. The view of the channel is to share our experiences to help others. And just a side note here. I would love to have an RV or a van. I'm, I'm completely obsessed with van life. And one of these days, I would love to build a van or get a small RV, go back to the United States and tour around the United States. So I'm, uh, I'm going to check your channel out. So the question is, I've heard a lot of chatter about hiring an editor and building a business and growing to where you can hire help. Part of the joy of YouTube for me is creating content that I own on my own benefit of others. Can a YouTuber make a full-time income on YouTube by themselves? Absolutely you can. There's a lot of people who are doing what you're doing and they're doing it full-time. What does that look like and what do channels do uh, you know, that have a thriving channel or what percentage are solo creators? I'm questioning whether it's possible. Okay, first and foremost, it is absolutely possible. What I recommend you do, if, if you're an RV channel and that's what your entire niche is, go find people who are succeeding in your niche. Go find the biggest channels and study everything about them. Look at the video topics that they're making. Look at the affiliate links that they're sending out where they're trying to make money. Do they sell anything? What's selling? How are they building their community, right? Look in their descriptions. Look how they put everything together because the most successful channels that are doing this full time, they figured out what works. You don't have to figure out how to reinvent the wheel. Just look at the channels that are succeeding and then figure out how you can add your own twist to whatever it is that you're doing. Like, I don't know the details of what you're doing. Maybe you're within a certain age group. Maybe you have a particular type of RV. Maybe you're doing a particular style of camping once you're on the road. There's a lot of different ways you can, you can add your own little spin to it, but this is absolutely doable. It doesn't matter what niche you're in, you just have to look and find other channels and see what they're doing. 
Go down to their description. What are they selling? Who are they getting sponsored by? And once you start building up a channel large enough and you start getting in views, you start getting a lot of engagement, you can look at well, who's sponsoring some of these other RV channels and reach out to them and try to work out a deal where they can sponsor your videos as well. So you can absolutely do this full time. Doesn't matter what type of channel you have. Do you concur? What'd you say? Nothing. You concur. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, you concur. So what are you talking about? Getting like hiring people? Uh, yeah, stuff? yeah. They were just they were just talking about, you know, is is being a full time creator doable? Mm. Right? They've oh, got like totally. an R V channel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of hiring an hey, editor, Chris. you don't have to hire an editor, right? It, it, I mean, look, if you've got a lot of extra time, you're gonna pay for editing one way or another. Right. You're gonna pay time for or it. money. You're gonna pay for it with time, you're gonna pay for it with money. If you have the money to pay for it, find an editor to help you if it increases the, the amount of content that you can put out or if it's causing you any stress whatsoever. If you're finding that you're in a position to where you, you're, at, you're saying to yourself, I don't wanna make YouTube videos because editing is so stressful, hire an editor. Yeah, right. Get that out of the way. Hire people to do the things that you don't wanna do if you have the budget to do that. And, and the funny thing is if you enjoy it, like um, it can actually be like a weird thing to hire an editor. Like for example, like I, um, I like, just, like I, my last video, the AI video, like I edited that. Um, like I edit videos from time to time. I've edited most of my shorts. Um, like I just like editing, like I like that. So because of that, like, um, you know, Begard is awesome at what he does, um, but I also love to edit. So because of that, if I have the time, then, you know, then I'll, I'll edit my content, you know, sometimes as well, just because I, I enjoy it. Yeah, Roberto says, I'm still a solo creator at 500,000 subscribers. It's totally possible to succeed as a solo creator, mm -hmm. but a team does make some things easier or less totally. stressful. Right, Without that's question. the thing. Like, yep. you know, how do you want to scale and how do you want to spend your time? Mm -hmm. If you're in an RV and you're enjoying all the things that you can enjoy with an RV and you're traveling all over the place and you want to spend more time outside or fishing or sitting by the campfire or swinging in a hammock or reading a book, whatever it is you right. do in your RV, if you want to spend more time doing that and you have the finances to do it, hire people to help you. But if you're like, good. Oh, but if you have the, all that extra time, learn how to edit yeah. and, and do it. I still edit. Like I know you have an editor. Mm -hmm. I still edit all of my videos. Mm -hmm. I could technically hire an editor. I enjoy the process. Mm -hmm of editing as long as the software doesn't crash. Right. As long as the right. software is not crashing, I love editing. So really quick, uh, Construction Crony says, um, I tried hiring editors, it doesn't work for me. It does, um, so I went, through that, I went through that as well. So it's not that it doesn't work, it's just that you haven't, one, found the right editor yet. Um, two, when you are working with them, it's also possible that they just need to be trained better um, yeah, also. Yeah. Because, you know, for me personally, that was like a big issue that I had first with editors. And to be honest with you, like luckily, like Begard also carries some of the weight there um, and really helps me out because like when I first started hiring an editor, my original thought was like, hey, I had to send them videos and they figure it out, right? That was my original thought. And then from there I learned like, okay, well, I can't just send videos and, and, and they figure it out. Um, I have to, you know, give them some notes on things that, you know, I want them to keep in mind and things like that. I also need to have some type of feedback mechanism in place that I can use in order to, you know, let them know where, you know, changes are needed and all of that. And basically, you know, you have to kind of work with people through the process. But once they once they understand what you want, then in that case, they become a lot more efficient. It becomes a lot more hands off. You still got to give notes and, you know, things like that. In some cases, full outlines and like, you know, details. But in, you know, a lot of cases, once you're, you know, working with somebody, they get to know your style, they get to know your preferences and all of that. And then they can, they can handle handle, you know, things in a, in a way that you can, or in some cases even better, um, uh, when it comes to, uh, the videos that you're put that you're putting out. 
Yeah, like he talked about earlier with thumbnail design. Just because a graphic designer can make a thumbnail does not mean that they can make an effective thumbnail. And the same thing holds true for video editors. Mm -hmm. Just because someone can technically operate and edit a video, or they might even be a great editor, that doesn't mean that they can be a good YouTube editor without some practice. Right. So, it, you know, if you're hiring an editor and they don't have practice uh, and they're not experienced with editing for YouTube, I recommend working with them put the videos up, show them the audience retention, show them where people are leaving and work together to work through some of those problems and help train them uh, to become better at editing for YouTube. Yep. Anyone Joy can edit. Moore. Joy Moore. She's got like 140 something thousand subscribers on her channel. Um, she says that she, you know, still handles everything herself um, as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, you know, part of the thing and it, you know, it comes down to like preference and also keep in mind, like another thing that people think is they think like, Hey, when I get an editor, then in that particular case, like I'm not going to have to like do anything, but make the content. Yeah, you, but you still have to like, you know, take the footage, take it out of your computer, organize everything, yeah. you know, upload it to where it is you're going to upload it, um, you know, prepare any type of notes, any type of B-roll, things like that. In some cases, you know, your editor will do the B-roll too. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, the whole prep side of things where in some cases, depending on the, you know, content that you're making, the amount of time that it takes you to do all the prep, you could get through like your first like rough cut of the entire video, you know, yourself, like those types yeah. of things too. But tons of content creators that make full-time livings, you know, doing this. And in some cases, like very good full-time livings, um, you know, they still do it themselves. I, I want to add another layer of, of complexity to this because a lot of people reach out to Upwork and Fiverr and that sort of thing to, to find video editors, which is fine. You can find really good editors there. But I'll say this, depending on where you're at in the world, you have to understand that there could be some cultural decisions that your editor makes that might not work with your particular audience. Yes. Uh, for example, we're in, we're in Thailand, mm -hmm. and if you look at the type of content that's popular in Thailand for the Thai audience, mm -hmm. they have tons of sound, almost kind of cartoonish for a lot of them. Uh, like not kind of, uh, not like, kind like, of. It yeah, is cartoon. Yeah, all kinds of zings yeah. and whips and cartoon. Not everything, sounds and like and, but, some of their educational content. Yeah, like I ran but, across a guy that does like YouTube help content. Right, but and a lot his of stuff it is. is like is 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 like normal. Right, but a lot of it is. View, so normal. my my, yeah. my point is, so you know, let's just say that you're not you're in the United States, and maybe you're hiring somebody, and no shade towards India at all. I'm just using this as an example. And let's say you're hiring somebody from India as, as a video uh, video editor. Just make sure that they understand culturally what might be attractive to your audience. And if you see that they're making some weird decisions that don't make sense to you, just have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, because those cultural differences can can cause them to add things in there that might not make sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just a heads up. So in terms of like where to find somebody, so you can find editors on uh, YT Jobs. Um, that's Patty Galloway. For those of you that are familiar with Patty Galloway, that's his uh, site. But YTJobs.com. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. YTJobs.com. Um, you can also find um, people on Upwork.com if you're wanting to train people. Um, if you're wanting to train people um, in the Philippines, then you can go to OnlineJobs.ph. If you're wanting to train people to edit your videos from India, then you can go to brickwork.com, um, I think it is, um, for, for that. So all of those are, you know, areas that you can, uh, you know, find people to do your stuff. Yeah. And just, just a little FYI, if you're dealing, and again, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just preparing people for what could happen. There are some places where if you're outsourcing, you're going to get a lot of things like, oh, the internet's not working here today. Yeah. We yeah. can't, we can't, we can't transfer the file today. Yeah. We just had a hurricane. Yeah, you definitely have to give yourself a buffer in some, yeah, yeah, in yeah. some cases. Don't, yeah. don't, don't cut it down to the mm -hmm. wire because there are some situations where they're going to use things like typhoons and hurricanes yep. and, and the rainy season and power mm -hmm. outages and stuff to, yep. 
uh, that might not even exist. Right. In it, some cases, it's legit, though, yeah, too. Yeah. But, I'm just uh, keeping it real. Hits, I'm just hits, keeping it real. Pull Hits TV says, watching from the Philippines. Hope you're doing fantastic. Yes. Love the yeah. Philippines. Um, design Burst, um, thank you for the super chat. says, thank you for answering my question. Um, can we use AI tools for interior design to enhance our audience's learning experience and reduce our content creation time? Without question. So, um, you know, with all of these tools that are that are popping up, um, you know, around AI, really, even non AI tools, yeah. like if you can use anything to make your job as a content creator um, easier and more efficient, then by all means, like use it, right. Um, so you know, like, I'm a big fan of like, you know, all of the YouTube tools, like, you know, every tool that you can use that can give you some type of advantage, that can save you time in some way that can help you, you know, optimize things in a better way that can help you come up with ideas better. <laughs> You know, like any of that stuff, like, you know, I, I use tons of tools, um, you know, with my content. Um, and I, I recommend, you know, uh, that, that you do the same as well. Pull Hits TV comes in and says the number one, number one in the Philippines is the Internet is the worst. Yeah. 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 Is. yeah. Dude, but, I went to when but I was is, in Boracay. But it is legit bad. But it is, it is legit yeah. bad. When I went yeah. to Boracay, like I could hardly do anything. Like I, I uploaded yeah. a video there when I went there uh, for the Empire Flippers podcast thing. Um, uh, like I tried uploading a video there and it took me literally like, okay, in the afternoon, I'm yeah. going to go hang out at the villa yeah. and I like up, hit the upload there. I wasn't in the villa at that time. I was in just like a regular place. The villa. No, no, they had the villa. They rented out like the, the villa. whole villa. Thing. I was in Boracay, no. Phil from Boracay, Philippines, no, that, hanging out at the villa. No, 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 that wasn't, you know, that, was yeah, that the three yeah, they, bedroom? they brought me there. Was yeah. that the three bedroom villa with the infinity no, pool? They, no, it was the... like a whole resort oh, of villas. Okay. Yeah, like that's, oh, how, that's how they were. Okay, I know. Yeah, that's how they were. Yeah, yeah, okay. But like, uh, the villa. Yeah, yeah. But basically, I, I hit upload like shortly after I got up. So it might've been like, you know, 12 or one in the afternoon or whatever. Um, and then went out crack, crack a noon. Yeah. And then went, and then went out, you know, did all the stuff, you know, with them, uh, during the day came back like really late at night, like maybe like midnight or one still uploading like maybe 50%. Wow. Yeah. And then like went to bed, woke back up still, you know, in the upload process. Yeah. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Heidi, thank you so much for the super you, Heidi. There's a little something for your M&M fund. Yeah. Thank you. Coffee fund. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much. Coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So uh, yeah, let's see. So next question. Internet's crazy all over the world. It is. Like, it, yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, we're fortunate here. Like our internet's like cruising. It, it, used, it to used to be really bad. Yeah. But like now, like we're we're they, yeah we're completely hooked up here now. Yeah. It's great. So um, K Skis is the uh, next channel here. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do variety gaming. The goal of the channel is to reach 100 subscribers and make entertaining content that builds a community. Question. So I had recently hit 90 subscribers thanks to you and your bunch of others. Wait, you and yours and a bunch of others help. Um, in my lat latest video, I checked the audience retention and it said that the average view duration was 51 seconds. Then after that, it's usually somewhere around 24. Then when it's towards the end, um, it's now only six. That makes it compared to the short I made, the same video. The average view duration was 20 seconds, but it has 130 plus views. So my question is, how can I make it so that more than 6% of the people make it to the end of my video? You got to make the rest of the video better. And I know this isn't like exactly the, the, the answer that you're looking for, but if you know people aren't responding well to your content in terms of watch time um, or in terms of the experience that they're having, then in that case, like you have to like learn how to make, you know, better, better content. Um, you have to learn how to, you know, put the content better um, put it together in a better way in terms of like editing. You have to come up with, you know, ideas that are just more uh, interesting for the people that you're trying to reach. Um, you have to be able to, you know, hook people when your videos first start. Like you have to go through that process. So like right now, um, you know, you had mentioned that 
that you just recently hit, uh, you know, 90 subscribers, you know, on the channel. So like you're heading in the right direction, right? Um, but as you know, a new um, newer content creator, like one of the things that you have to remember is that, you know, all of this stuff comes with a lot of stuff that you have to learn, right? Like YouTube comes with a lot of things you have to learn. A lot of people, when they start YouTube, they will think that, you know, like, Hey, I just make some videos, publish them. And then like, I'll get lots of views, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, in some cases, yes, that does happen, but you know, to be able to sustainably have a YouTube channel, like, you know, Roberto's in here, he's been on YouTube for a decade. No, Roberto. I can't even put into words cause I've been on YouTube for like almost nine years now. So I can't even, you know, put into words the, you know, amount of things that you have to continually be mindful of yeah. and keep in place and be doing on a regular basis and all that in order to have a sustainable channel that lasts that long. So, um, so, you know, because of that, I would just right now, I would focus all of your efforts on skill development and just paying attention to your audience and understanding what it is that they want. And while you're, you know, looking at them and what it is that they want for your audience, just working really hard on all of the skills, you know, required for YouTube in terms of, you know, watch videos on design, watch videos on like color theory, watch videos yeah. on like font usage, yeah. um, watch videos on public speaking, watch videos on charisma. There's a channel called charisma on command that will help you with that. Um, uh, watch videos on video editing, um, watch videos on persuasion, um, watch videos on copyright writing, like all of those things, um, you know, will help you out when it comes to your YouTube channel, but work on, work on the skill sets. Yep. Draw or die. What's going on? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Says thanks for all the value that you put out. See you at vid summit. Hope that you are doing fantastic. And I will see you, um, at vid summit as well. Draw Hope that you or die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's DJ. Oh, that's DJ. Yep. Yep. DJ. That sounds a little aggressive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm a little, a little uncomfortable right yep. now. Feel yep. like feel like I should draw something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just to kind yeah. of cover my butt a little bit. Right, he like comes in the room. It's like, quick, somebody grab a pencil. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, right. grab grab a pencil. Yeah, or, or a tablet. Start at least. doodling. Yeah, doodling. Doodle, 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 quick, doodle. Where's the doodles? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Roberto says uh, skills are the foundation of being a successful content creator. Yeah, and I'd like to add to that, like, um, uh, it's the foundation of being a, a successful long term content creator. Skills. Yeah. It's the it's the it's the foundation of being a successful anything. Yeah. No, yeah. Anything. Facts. Yep. Like Facts. if you're unskilled, yep. you're going to find life your, is hard. Life is hard if you're unskilled. Yeah, life yeah. is hard. Yeah. If, yep. if you want to succeed at something, you have to be skilled at that thing. And yep. that takes time. Yep. That takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of dedication. Um, channel name is like, like drawing. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like if you're not skilled at drawing, DJ will unalive you. Right. So, right. There's that. Yep. So, uh, or if you just don't draw, you just don't yeah, draw. Like, there's a lot of high risk here. With I know. DJ. Yeah, I'm a, a lot of high risk. Yeah, I'm a little like, uncomfortable no, no, no. with DJ in yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be seeing you at Vid Summit, uh, DJ. <laughs> I will not be taking that risk. I will not be. <laughs> right. I will not be participating in whatever it is. Be he's hiding. Got. Yeah. Anytime yeah. DJ comes around, D's like, "Oh, hey, look, I got something I got to go do." <laughs> yeah. Oh, here yeah. he comes. Yeah. Here he comes. Yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah. draw, draw, quick, quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Darren Weber is our uh, next channel here. Uh, oh, they yeah. have been on YouTube for one year or more. The goal of the channel is to go full time. The question is, are there any best practices when it comes to using emojis in your titles and or description? Should I avoid them since most people don't search for emojis? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you can use them um, and, and, you know, some people do and they still get a lot of views. Like just make sure that if you are using them, that they don't obstruct the message that the viewer is going to see, because ultimately the whole idea with a title is to, you know, grab somebody's attention or to pull them into the content based on, you know, 
know, whatever it is. So uh, because of that, in some cases, people will over emoji their titles and it will distract from what it is that they're actually trying to say in the title. So because of that, if you are going to use emojis in your title, just do so sparingly. And um, also keep in mind that, you know, emojis do translate to like, you know, characters and, you know, punctuation and like things like that. So um, just be, you know, just, just, uh, just don't go overboard with using um, emojis. So we have uh, King Vicious YT in the chat that says, "Bro, tell me why I legit went from thirty to one thousand seven hundred and fifty subscribers." Yeah, I'm guessing that you had a. Uh, yeah, you know, what, what are your thoughts, D? Uh, you either had. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run this down. You either had a video that did incredibly well, or you had a series of videos that did incredibly well or you bought subscribers or you engaged in sub for sub. I don't know which one of those, those, those that actually is, but considering you followed this up with a bunch of views that you have, you probably have a video or a series of videos that did incredibly well. So congratulations. What do you think? Um, you concur? Let's see here. So yes, they have 628,000 or 625,000 views on the YouTube channel um, okay. as a whole. Okay. So because of that, yeah, people just responded well to your videos. You probably had a video or short um, that did is it shorts way better um, than you know than some of your other shorts. Like you have yep, one right here. He's got a few. He's got a few. He's yeah, he's got it, one yep. right here. Seventy-five thousand views. Another one, forty-seven thousand views. Another one, forty-one thousand views. So yeah, like way you're just putting out content that people are responding to in a positive way. Yep. So you're, you're doing the thing. Keep doing, doing it. Yeah, you're doing the thing. You you touched on something that your audience mm. responds to. Mm -hmm. Keep doing that thing. Yep. Focus on that thing. Yep. Whatever that is. Autis, uh, uh, Otsminas. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, clearing clutter. Can I just tell you the pressure of, of saying stuff right? Of, of like you see someone's name. And you're, yeah. And you're like, I don't know how to pronounce this. Right. And like as you say it, you're like, oh, I know I'm going to butcher this. Right. So, yeah, we apologize in advance if we butcher your name. It is yep. not intentional. Yeah, uh, and also in some cases, people will put like, you know, uh, like words that are separate, but they'll put them together because it's a channel name or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, I'm always like, okay, is there like a break in here somewhere that I should be saying? Or like, what's the, but yeah. Um, uh, back, back to Peel. Well, what is it, Peel and uh, Jordan and Peel? Autismina, I think is what it is. Yeah. Autismina. I, I think is how you say that. <laughs> it's autism in combination with Mina. So, oh, Autismina. Okay. okay, got it. Got a, it. A Ron. Okay, thank you. All right. So um, they've been on YouTube for less than six months. Um, the type of channel is raising mental health awareness uh, through tidying and cleaning. The goal of the channel is to help people understand themselves better and improve their lives, as well as raising awareness about mental health and neurodivergency. The question is, how do you feel about people's uh, being helpful in the comments by sharing a complete summary of your video? Whenever I see those comments, I wonder what their intention is. To me, I feel negative and hurtful for your content. So what do you think? So I'm not a fan of that. So one thing that um, if somebody like will leave a timestamp um, and they say something about, you know, about a video and they leave a timestamp at that po point in time, I'm totally cool with that. But if I'm like, hey, here's 10 things to do X, Y, Z. And then, you know, like they put a comment and they're trying to get upvotes is the reason that people do this because they're, you know, in their mind, they might be doing a service. Um, but basically they will, you know, say like, hey, here are the 10 things and you know, eight things or whatever. So uh, when they do that, I'm guessing, I don't know, but I'm guessing that for them, they're like, hey, you know, people, I'm just saving people a watch. So for me, when I see those, I'll delete them. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, hey, you You're can talking, at least skip through the video or something. Are you talking about the timestamp heroes who actually go into the comments and leave timestamps yeah. to your own video? Yeah. I, I, you don't like yep. them? Well, it's not that. I salute you. It's not just I that. I salute you, timestamp heroes. It's not just that. It's the people that, if I'm like, okay, here's eight things to do whatever. Right. Then they'll be like, you know, number one, this, number two, this, oh. number three, this, number four, this, so that, But you they're know, not timestamping it? They're no. just kind of... 
Correct. Okay, yeah. you're dropping so a timestamp. I salute you. Yeah. Even with those, I'm kind of like, eh, if I don't add timestamps and then they add them, I'm still like, eh, I don't know if I wanted timestamps, I would have put them in there. As a viewer, yeah. I salute you. As a viewer, sure. Right. But as a creator, um, yeah. I, I do not. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see heroes here. is what I call Time it. Time stamp heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So next up, we've got um, Alfredo Productions. Um, they do daily content. Uh, they do gaming and automobile content. And the uh, goal of the channel is to get 500 subscribers in one week. And the question is, is it better to schedule videos and shorts to post or make them public as you upload them? Um, so I recommend scheduling things to get on a consistent cadence with your YouTube channel. So like, for example, um, if you are like, hey, um, I just made three videos and I only publish once a week, then in that case, you know, just schedule them out for the next three weeks. And then that kind of just gives you some, you know, pressure release, right? Because you you know that like clockwork you'll have videos going out every monday at whatever time um so you know because of that i recommend that you just schedule them out um some people will like hey you know as soon as that video is done i'm getting it up there um but you know my recommendation is that you know I, like one of the things that i'm a that, that i'm always mindful of is like okay when somebody starts a youtube channel just because you know i've been through it it's like when somebody starts a YouTube channel, it's likely that they're like, you know, trying to figure things out and they're putting in lots of effort. And in some cases, they're even doing it without getting any income from the YouTube channel at all. Give me a give me a me if you if you're feeling that. But basically, um, because of that, um, it can it can create a lot of pressure because in addition to trying to balance YouTube with like your normal life, um, you know, you're 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 having to keep that consistency with your upload schedule so that you can continually keep learning the stuff right in terms of like, you know, how to make better videos and all that, but also so that you can keep, you know, giving your audience the content that, that you know, they're coming in there for. So the thing that I recommend for long term sustainability on YouTube is pick a schedule and just publish that schedule. If you make more videos, that's fine build it out for a while and then if you're like you know what i'm getting pretty ahead of this then that's where it's a good sign to say hey maybe you should upload twice a week or you can say you know what it doesn't matter what happens i'm still going to just publish one time per week right um so just kind of building it out um a little bit it's great for peace of mind because then you're not on that like oh gosh it's wednesday and i don't have a video ready yet what am i going to do um and it, 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 it removes that that additional pressure which in a lot of cases is one of like the core causes of burnout yeah. It's because people are constantly racing the clock trying to get that next video out. Yeah. That, that is a lot of pressure. It is. It's a lot of pressure and it's unnecessary pressure. It is. Right. Because you're like, oh my God, I got I to gotta get this out. I got, especially when you're new. Right. Got to get this out. Especially when you're starting to build momentum. You're right. starting to have, you're right. You're starting I don't want to break this. Yes. You yeah. have some of the videos mm -hmm. that are starting to work. They're getting legs on them, and you're like, oh my God, I want to keep this going. Yep. And then you start building that pressure up. And then yep. you start doing things like, Man, I, I need to, I'm doing something next week. Maybe I'm going out of town with the family or I'm going on vacation. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Right. Right. What am I going to do? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. How am I going to go on Same. vacation for two weeks? Right. If I can't upload these two videos per week, right. what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Diva is our next question here. Um, the type of channel is I guide shoppers in finding coastal decor at affordable prices. Coastal decor, that yep. is very targeted. It I is. The it. goal of the channel is uh, would love passive income from uploading videos. And the question is, once you reach the 4,000 hours needed to be monetized, do you have to keep getting 4,000 hours in one year? Um, yeah, so you have to, uh, yeah, you have to maintain 4,000 hours. So, um, but 
if you get it within a year, the likelihood of you falling under that if you just keep publishing your videos is going to be really slim because yeah. like as you progress through this journey, you're going to get better at it. You're going to have a better understanding. You're going to get a good understanding with your audience. You're going to have a certain amount of core people that are going to come in and watch your videos on a regular basis when you publish and all that stuff. So it gets to a certain point to where it will become difficult to not hit that 4,000 hours, right? To not hit that 4,000 hours. Um, so because of that, definitely just, uh, 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 don't like worry about it. Just focus on like on, on making the content and serving your viewers. And then from there, everything else will fall into place as it relates to your, to your watch time on your channel. What number are you on right now? 14? Uh, 14 just moved to 15. Okay. Um, next up, we've got Blessed Parenting. Blessed Parenting, um, they do uh, parenting tips and vlogs. The goal of the channel is to make a full-time income. And uh, the question is, since my channel is parenting, can I go tip and vlogs and other things or just pick one and focus? Um, let's see here. Since my channel is parenting, can I go tip and vlogs and other things or just pick one and focus? Right. Yeah, so... Um, uh, if by tip, you mean like giving tips, uh, maybe that's it. Cause parenting tips is, is one of the things that they offer there. So, um, in that particular case, um, let's see here. Oh, they want to know if they should give it like, here's how to do this. Like, you know, here's five tips, whatever versus vlogs. Vlogs. Uh, right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was weird. So okay. I would, I would pick a lane, but keep in mind vlogs is like a, a format of content. Like technically you can still do parenting content, but make it a vlog. Um, so you can get parenting tips while you're out in the world Vlogging, or while yeah. you're, you know, like you can vlog that information. The, like every now and then when I travel, I'll do that to where like I'll share like YouTube tips, but it'll be in a vlog format. Um, so when you are, you know, putting your content together, um, I would just, pick like exactly what it is that you're going to offer to your audience and decide who your audience is going to be. So for example, if you are like, Hey, I'm doing parenting tips because I'm going to, you know, be helping parents, you know, better, you know, take care of their kids or whatever, then in that case, do that. Um, but if you're like, Hey, I, I want to give parenting tips, but then we're also doing these like unrelated vlogs about things that aren't related to like parenting in any way. Um, then in that particular case, I would, I would pick a lane there, but the whole idea is to just think about it through the lens of who am I serving with my content in terms of the audience that you're trying to reach. Um, and then just serve them in the best way possible by running your content ideas through a filter of, is this something that that particular group of people that I'm trying to serve would be interested in? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, roll with it. If the answer is no, then uh, lose it or put it on another or put it on another uh, uh, another channel. This has been on my head the entire time we've been in here. Epic. So I was looking at the camera and I was I was speaking all kinds of whatever, and this piece of Velcro was stuck on my hat. So I might look. Like I didn't even it. notice. Well, I did. I went to scratch my head. And you're like, what is and this? I, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, my hat's falling apart. And then it was a piece of Velcro. Yeah, I want to add something to the to the uh, the vlogging aspect of, of Please anything. Please do. Give people a reason to watch the vlog. Yep. Give people a reason to watch a vlog. If you're just and like, hey. And want to come back. And want to come back. If, right. So you're doing parenting. And I don't, I don't know what age group you're doing parenting for. I don't know how old your children are. But let's just say, theoretically, uh, you're you're doing parenting tips for people with newborn babies. And you want to do a vlog. Well, do the vlog and talk about the difficulties that you might have while you're going out in public with the baby. Or if you're going to the store, don't just, hey, follow me to the store. Go to the store and talk about the things that you buy for your baby and right. why you actually purchase those things for your baby. Yep. And why you might choose this diaper over this diaper and the research that you may have done into this brand of what you know what i mean like give people a reason so it's educational and it will be more in aligned with with the other tips that you're making absolutely 
Next. Shark, shark Scrapper, how you doing, man? Learn Spanish World. What's up, my dude? Hope you're doing great. Says they do educational content. The goal is to provide well-structured Spanish lessons and do my utmost to become a full-time YouTuber. Question is, should I just uh, should I cut all music and sound effects from my educational channel? Just wondering if music may have negative impact on my videos. Some people love lo-fi and Spanish guitar in the background, but I've heard that music can also be distracting for educational channels. What are your thoughts? Um, I would publish some videos without Test it. it. And then um, go use the grouping feature on YouTube, um, or you can compare just video to video. Um, basically, just publish like let's say five or ten videos without music, and then compare it to you know your recent videos, um, your last five or ten videos with music, and see if you notice um, you know as a whole if one gets more retention than uh, the others. Another thing that you can do is you can start the music like later in the video, or you can start the music earlier in the video, and then drop the music before you get into the educational material. So, for example, as part of your hook you have the music in there um, and then as you get into the actual content because they need to hear in your case you teach people language so you know if they need to hear the nuance of you know the word that you're saying or the way that you're explaining it then in that particular case you know maybe um, you know ducking the music at that point in time or just completely removing it as you get into that content could be a thing um, or in reverse you know, you could, um, uh, 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 you know, do it to where you don't have music and then you put in music. I would just do this for like a video or two, not five or 10, um, but then just go look to see if people leave um, in your audience retention reports when the music starts. And then that will just give you an idea on if it is an interruptive thing for people. Me, I like it. Um, I like it. Um, I don't always add music to my videos. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But um, when I'm watching um, like educational content, if I'm watching videos around music stuff, I don't like having just like random background music playing because they usually are playing something in their uh, in their software that you know that I'll need to hear or whatever and it'll get weird if, if they have it playing um, but but most of the educational content that I watch if they do have some type of like soft music bed in the background for whatever reason um, it could just be because I'm just easily distracted or whatever it just kind of gives oh. me something else to kind of bounce back and forth from and it, it for me personally it actually helps me stay a little bit more engaged yeah in addition to testing but everybody's I, different though I actually tested it. this on my channel early on and I don't know if it was the music select that I was using. I don't know if it was too loud at the time, but I did some testing early on. And when I removed music for a period of time, those videos actually did better. I don't want to say it was 100% because of the music, because I started adding music back later. I changed the style up and I made the music a little bit lower and people didn't seem to get bothered by that. But there's another thing um, that you can do. And I don't know how advanced of an editor that, that, that you are, but if, if you are a little bit of an advanced editor, you can actually EQ the music where the fundamental frequency of your voice is. So you can actually duck out some of that, the, the EQ of that music where your voice sits. Uh, they do this in movies a lot. So it actually keeps your placement for the actual vocals. So the frequencies don't clash from the music for your actual vocals. So it's just like a little EQ dip where your vocals are going to be and then just kind of turn it down. And it's a, like most people turn it down for what? Just t turn the, the, no, I'm the just volume. Getting, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just getting my little John on. That's all. Got your little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, I'll, I'll sing it and give you a copyright <laughs> claim. We'll get we'll get this we'll get this whole stream claimed right now. But that was conversationally. Though, I know. Not singing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, we conversationally true. mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, so just you know, turn the volume down, duck that out with the EQ a little bit where the fundamentals are for your actual vocal frequencies, uh, and that might actually be better. They do, they do this for movies. 
and uh, really quick, Heidi says that um, uh, she says she stopped music. Um, I just have it at the end now. So just as a heads up, um, I would definitely pay attention um, or just like double check that in your audience retention reports. Yeah. Um, because one thing that can also happen is if like your regular viewers, if they uh, hear that music, like if you start to fade it up or something like that before the video is complete, that can be a cue for them because they get to notice that pattern over time. Um, that can be a cue for them that can cause them to abandon the video as well. Just yeah. like if you were to yeah. say like, oh, hey, and by the way, you know, make sure right. you hit the subscribe it's like button and all that. Credits. It's like yeah, movie right. credits. It's like movie credits. Same thing. Yeah. Movie credits. Up, it's over. I'm out. Right. right. So, so basically, you know, um, I would just double check in your audience retention reports to make sure that when the music starts, um, that it doesn't cause some type of abandonment. Now, the way that you're using it, you might just wait until like an end screen drops or something like that and put it in there. But if you do have it to where it kind of fades up and just kind of drops people into, you know, the end of your video or into your end screens, um, I would just look in your audience retention reports in that area where the music does start to, you know, uh, increase. Do you hear that? Wow. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah. But where it starts to uh, wow. increase in volume um, to make sure that, uh, you know, it's not causing regular viewers to uh, to leave. Yeah. Experiment with music. It's supposed to storm you, like really bad you, today, by the way. You have to experiment with music. Uh, the genre of music, the, the, the level of the music, you got to experiment with all that. How you bring it in, how you take it out. But there's great things you can do. You can use, you know, build ups with the music, right? Build ups with the music. When you get to the point, it can like have a cut mm -hmm. and then show something. So yep. There's so much you can do with music. You yeah. have to experiment. I want also to just building up ideas, right? Yeah. Like ramping up something, yeah. building up the energy for it. And yeah, 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 yeah totally. it's, it's cool. I want to address this because this might be one of the most important th uh, things that we're going to talk about in today's stream. Oh, we're going to talk about why Velcro was on your hat. Yes. In the first uh, place. Diane. That was from Shark Scrapper, by the way. Robson Barton Art says poor posture while creating and editing caused back issues oh let's talk about back issues let's talk about this okay yeah. now i know not everyone has the budget for this but if you find yourself sitting at a desk for a long period of time invest in a chair an ergonomic chair you don't have to get a herman miller but you can get some knockoff brand or whatever invest in a good chair that will support your elbows that you can actually adjust the height of and it has good lumbar support, so you're actually sitting upright, and you can adjust the, the arms so it will actually support your elbows so you're not putting pressure on your wrist. I have, do you remember all the chairs that I went through? I do. I have been through, this was years ago, I've been through every possible desk chair combination you can possibly imagine. I had carpal tunnel so bad, I couldn't even twist off like a, a milk jug or a water jug uh, lid. It was so bad. The way I fixed that was getting a proper ergonomic chair that would that would sit me upright to where everything was at the right height. So f learn about ergonomics. It's a game changer. I even went as far, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, those of you who are a little bit older might remember back in the school days, they would make school desks, like an individual school desk, where the desk itself was part of the chair. It was made out of wood, right? Like a, you'd have right. the desk, you had the chair, mm -hmm. the desk, and they had like the arm. Mm -hmm. I had actually tried working on one of those where I would, I, I bought, oh, do you remember that? I don't, I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, I had a school, like the school chair with a big wooden thing. It was an old one, like a really old one. So it had the support for one arm and then I would put the computer on that. Nice. And build, you don't remember that? I don't know. Yeah, but the problem was is the other one wasn't supported and it just made me feel lopsided. lopsided. Interesting. Yeah, I tried everything. Invest in a chair, learn about ergonomics, and then you can sit for a very long time without uh, issues. Or grab yourself a floor mat um, like a anti-fatigue mat, um, go find something in your house. It can be a dresser. It can be like a couple of shelves. That's what I used to use. Um, and 
just get like a tabletop of some kind and just lay it on top of those shelves, but just make sure that your arms bend. The, the main rule here is make sure that your arms bend at a 90 degree um, angle. That's the right, you know, height for it. Um, and then you want to make sure that your uh, monitor, that the top of the monitor is uh, eye level. And, uh, uh, and then you can have like a kind of like a makeshift standing desk um, as well. Um, standing desks also really helpful for, for back pain. So we got some uh, consult a blind guy with some tips on music. If you use if you use music lower than twenty dB under your talking level, i.e., voice is a negative three lower volume of music, to negative twenty three or lower, this can uh, this is an accessibility recommendation for those hard of hearing. Oh, interesting. I did not know I did that. I didn't know that either. I'm Will actually, you screenshot that? I am. I'm going to screenshot this right now. I, I wasn't. See, here's the thing. You know it. Never thought about that from an accessibility yes, perspective. Yes, thinking about an wow. accessibility perspective. I just took a picture of that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, because now I'm going to actually look into this uh, uh, more. Yeah. So, Learn something today. We, yeah, we keep right, learning. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, right? hey, that's, that's life. You know, say so you do it every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I think you got a super chat. Also, Construction Cronies, thank you for the super chat. It says, um, uh, clothing line, do I have to use Shopify to get on YouTube? Merch shelf, is there a way to link WordPress site? I'm thinking to do both. Any recommendations? Do Shopify. It's easier. So if you do Shopify, um, basically, once you connect to Shopify, um, they have a Google plugin for Shopify. You connect that to your YouTube channel, and then you can just start loading stuff up uh, into your Shopify store. Super Super easy. Um, yeah, I would just use Shopify for it um, just because it's all built in and then you're good to go that way um, without having to try to like, you know, figure out some like weird way to rope it open to make it like work in WordPress. Um, actually, in terms of the it's showing up underneath the merch or underneath your videos, that only happens from Shopify. So um, unless they've changed something uh, within the past like month or two, um, uh, WordPress isn't an option to show up there. And my guess in terms of the reason why is because they have contracts and things like that with Shopify, so therefore everything can be controlled about what is showing up there. But if you had a WordPress site, then technically somebody might be able to find some way to like inject malware or something weird um, yeah. into people, or just cause warnings on YouTube inject uh, when weird people are into people. Yeah, when when uh, <laughs> when when uh, warnings on YouTube when people are like interacting with the videos. That's my guess why mm -hmm. they uh, have that. But um, uh, yeah, just use just use Shopify. So we have two comments here about ergonomic chairs. We have mm. one comment that says, um, if you buy it in person, have the store rep adjust it for you. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I fully, like, like if you're yeah. going to buy an ergonomic chair, go to a shop that sells them, sit in it, find something that you can perfectly adjust and feels good. Because sometimes you get an ergonomic chair, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. But and then sometimes you sit in it and you go, oh, this is, this is the one. Uh, and T's Hot Mess says, um, I got a very expensive ergonomic chair on sale at uh, Office Depot. It was marked way down for only $200. It's nice. a lifesaver. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, also, that was an airplane. That was flying right? really low. Okay. Yeah, that was one's an really low. Yeah, I thought, yeah. The first, I thought the last one was wind. That's why I was like, oh, oh, I wonder if it's the storm that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, Praise and Truth is our uh, next channel uh, here. They have a faith-based channel. The goal of the channel is to bring more clarity of who God and the Christians are based on the Bible context through songs and sharing thoughts. The question is, I'm going to share three types of faith-based con faith content, songs, covers of my own, um, how to play those songs, and thoughts on specific faith-based topics. Should I have two separate channels, for example, for music and thoughts content? What are the best practices for this? Okay, so the thing that you have to think about is if you are trying to be a music educational channel, 
that is faith-based and targeting people that are wanting to learn how to, you know, play, you know, those specific songs and things like that, then in that case, uh, you know, that's a good fit for a single channel. Same exact thing on like sharing your thoughts and things like that. But keep in mind, even with sharing your thoughts, the, 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 the hurdle that you're going to run into there is you're going to have people that are subscribing to your YouTube channel because they want to learn how to play the music. And you're going to share your thoughts about, you know, like you're going to publish a specific video about like your thoughts on something. And some of those people might click on it, but if they're coming there to learn about how to play the music, then in that particular case, um, a lot of people probably won't click on that. And it goes the other way too. So if you have people that are subscribing because of your thoughts and they're like, wow, I love their perspective on this. And they make things, you know, uh, sound, you know, uh, and they explain things in a way that makes sense or whatever. Then in that particular case, when you publish the guitar content, then there, you might have some problems as well because those people might not even play instruments. Right. So because of that, I would get clear on who it is that you're trying to serve with your content, um, who your target audience is and, uh, and exactly what it is that you plan to offer them, which is part of your, you know, question here. But basically the, the thing that you want to think about on your channel is like, okay, if I'm going to be publishing a bunch of content on my channel over time, let's say I'm going to be publishing, you know, a hundred videos on my YouTube channel or 500 videos on my YouTube channel. Then in that particular case, um, uh, what's the likelihood of a person that watches video number two, also watching video 10 and 25 or four or whatever, versus like I've got covers over here and then I've got how to videos over here. And then I have like thought videos over here. And then I have, you know, additional, uh, you know, thoughts on, you know, other faith-based, uh, you know, topics like it, it just dilutes what's, what's happening there. So because of that, I would pick, um, I would pick one and uh, roll with that or just split it up between two different channels. If it was me. Fluent American says, um, how did Nick fix the A10 Mini cam switch issue months ago? So um, I'm not sure on which issue that was. I know that some issues that we've had with the um, with the ATEM was more related for me personally, um, was more related to a glitch happening on the screen. So basically like how you can see the screen right now, there'd be this like green glitchy type of band that would show up at the bottom while I was streaming. So uh, it kept happening. So it would happen with the ATEM Mini and it also happened to another model of the ATEM Mini, the different device, but you know, same, thing. Um, and then it also happened with the ATEM Mini Extreme. So because it was a continual problem, what I did with the Extreme so that it wouldn't happen anymore um, was instead of using the USB to pull the signal into the computer, um, I use a cam link uh, from Elgato. And then I plug that into the computer. And then I do the HDMI out of the ATEM and have it going into the cam link. And then since I've done that on every ATEM, um, I have zero of that glitching problem. In terms of the camera switching itself, um, I haven't had problems uh, with camera switching. Um, before that, you know, I'll use like macros if I'm at home and I'm doing a stream there um, where D is not there, you know, changing cameras and stuff. Um, I have macros that I'll use, you know, if you have one, then you, you know, have the software, you're familiar with that. Um, but, you know, I haven't had any, any, any real issues there. Um, but we did have an issue of things getting hot here um, to where, uh, for whatever reason, because um, we, we like we're, we record some of the, you know, answers and things like that. So uh, we were having problems with things just kind of being weird there. And um, in order to fix that, D just switched computers. And since he switched computers, it hasn't been a, it hasn't been an issue. So I'm not exactly sure what caused the problem. Um, but the other computer that we, we were using, it just, you know, it continued to have the problem. So we just tried a different computer and it worked fine. So we've just rolled with that computer since. So, uh, so hopefully that helps. 
Shark Trapper says, so D is a macro. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Shark Trapper just called you a macro, D. Yep. That's funny. But, uh, okay, so next up, we've got, uh, hey, Melinda, welcome to the chat. Hope you're doing fantastic. So uh, next up, we've got, yeah, um, just as a heads up, um, just to kind of finalize that question, Fluent American. So um, on that, like um, the way that we fixed it was to, you know, just do a new computer because we we're just trying to, you know, just just fix it, move on. It doesn't really matter what which computer we use to, to stream stuff here. Um, so it was just kind of like, hey, let's just do a different computer. It's working here, an afterthought. But if we were going to continue to, uh, you know, try to solve the problem, then um, the very first thing I would do is just make sure that the uh, that the firmware is up to date on the um, ATEM. I would also look around um, on the internet to see if people are having problems with a recent firmware update because you might have to roll it back to a previous one or something like that. Um, and then, of course, make sure everything's updated on the computer and all of that. All the drivers are up to date. Um, that would be the next step that I would take there if you're having, you know, if you're having those issues. Uh, my name is Nick. Says, who's the person's uh, present in the show? Uh, yeah, so I'm Nick, um, is me. Um, Doug is, um, is also uh, here in the chat. Um, so I'm Nick. And then my brother, D, who's going to be back on camera here shortly. Um, uh, he is, his name is D. So next up, we've got the Dream Builder uh, 21. Dream Builder 21 does daily content. They have an automotive channel. The goal of the channel is um, entertaining people to distract them with my projects and the journey. And the question is, do you have any advice for uh, motivation to keep going? Absolutely. So, um, you know, like I said before, like sustainability is a content creator. Like if you wanna, you know, do this for, uh, you know, a long period of time, one of the things that you have to get figured out is also motivation, right? Um, so when it comes to motivation, um, the thing that I've found um, seems to work the best is just having like a clear reason that you're doing it. So, you know, in a lot of cases, a, a meaningful reason, not clear, but a meaningful reason that you're doing it. So like in a lot of cases, people will start YouTube channels because, you know, it's a hobby and they just wanna share that hobby. Um, and they'll share that hobby. It'll be mission accomplished and, you know, they'll grow the channel. But then once they've shared that hobby and they have like a good community around it, then it's like, okay, well, I did the thing, right? Like I'm sharing my, my love for this with other people, but it just becomes stale at that point. And then they have to find, you know, other things that are meaningful to them to, you know, kind of wrap everything around. Um, you know, uh, same exact thing happens when it's like, okay, I'm starting the channel to make money. Well, once you start making money, then in that particular case, you know, at a certain point, you know, when you're like, hey, I've, you know, made some good money here, then in that case, you know, that that might run out of, you know, that as the motivating factor. So because of that, um, one thing that I found helpful is to take the motivation. I mean, of course, you know, there's always going to be things that you want from your YouTube channel, right? Because there's an exchange, but taking like that main pressure from yourself and thinking like, okay, yes, I'm going to benefit from this, but what can I do for other people through my content? And like, how can I also impact other people through my content? And by doing that and getting some type of personal mission behind what it is that you're, you know, trying to do there, um, that can also be something that I found to be helpful in terms of staying motivated. Um, and then other things too, like if you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I am trying to do this to get money and I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, then in that particular case, uh, one thing that um, is also helpful is being very specific and tracking everything. So for example, is if you're trying to get money from your YouTube channel, for those of you that are trying to go full time and just trying to use this as like a side hustle maybe or something like that, then in that particular case, um, you know, get a calendar out 
and say, okay, this is, uh, you know, how much money, well, first, before you do the calendar, say, okay, this is how much money that I would like to be earning for my YouTube channel. And that can be something that you may deem as realistic, or it could be something that you deem as unrealistic in your current, you know, mind state um, or mindset. But basically write down, like, this is what I want to, you know, achieve on my YouTube channel in terms of income. It could be broken down monthly or yearly or whatever. But then you say, okay, well, if this is what I'm trying to achieve, then, then what does that actually look like over the course of a month or over the course of a year. So for example, if you're like, okay, I want to get $100 a month um, off of YouTube, then you have to say, okay, well, how do content creators in my space make money that would actually facilitate me being able to generate $100 a month? And how many of those things specifically am I currently applying to what it is that I'm doing? And if you're like, okay, I'm not applying any of this stuff, then in that case, if you want to make $100, you need to have some things in place in order to be able to do that if you're trying to do it outside of ads. So then because of that, then you're like, okay, well, maybe some people are, you know, doing crowdfunding. Well, then in that particular case, um, maybe you want to add that to your list and maybe you'll generate 20 bucks for crowdfunding, but then, then that only leaves you $80 left to get that $100, you know, extra per month. So then you're like, okay, well, I got $80 left because I've got, you know, people giving me 20 bucks. So now um, maybe I'm going to also uh, get some type of affiliate marketing place. And then let's say that that's generating now, like, you know, another 20 or $50 a month. Then now you're up to, you know, 78 bucks a month. And you're like, okay, now I got 20 bucks to go. So I need, either need to double down on what it is that's currently working, or maybe I need to introduce something else that I can make money from. And then you just kind of keep building it up from there. And then once you uh, have all of that stuff in place, you know, the dollar amounts that you're trying to hit and you break it down on a, you know, if it's yearly, then you break it down on a monthly basis. If it's like a long-term thing, like a five-year goal, then in that case, you break it down yearly and then monthly. So you can start to get an idea of what it is that you have to accomplish. And then from there, one thing that I personally did is when I was like, okay, um, when it comes to YouTube, like I'm trying to, you know, make money from this. So, uh, because of that, I started writing down because I, you know, I, I monetize my channel in a bunch of different ways. So what I did is I would actually, um, I had a calendar, um, like a printed calendar, it wasn't digital, but I had a, a printed calendar and I would start writing down the days that income would come in and uh, it'd be like, you know, Hey, an affiliate sale for five bucks. Great. Right. I, I got a $5 commission on this or a hundred dollar commission on this or whatever. And every time I would get a notification of a payment of some kind um, that, you know, happened um, because of my YouTube channel, then I would just write it down in the calendar. And when I first started doing that, right, because it was when I was first starting to monetize everything, when I first started doing that, it was like, okay, we got the whole month. And all I got was, you know, whatever it was, you know, the, the $80 that I got from my, you know, YouTube ad revenue, right? So it's like, okay, well, we put that $80 down around the 21st, <laughs> right? Because that's when payouts are. So then, you know, from there, it went from like, okay, now, so I had that $80, you know, for that first month. And then from there, it's like, okay, now, you know, the next month, oh, hey, I got $5 here. I got $8 here. I got, you know, $100 here from this, you know, affiliate thing or whatever. And then next thing you know, all these little, you know, all these days, they start filling up. And then in some cases, it gets to the point to where you'll have, you know, some days that may not generate anything, but then you'll have some days that, you know, a lot of stuff comes in. Um, but then you start, you know, just kind of tracking things over time. You're like, okay, I'm seeing progress, which is motivating by itself, but it also lets you know if you're heading in the right direction or not so that you can identify, is there stuff that I need to change? Is there new ideas or new ways that I need to figure out in order to, you know, generate that income? So, you know, it, when you're trying to stay motivated when it comes to YouTube, you know, for whatever it is, finding the reason and then also getting extremely clear on that thing that you're trying to um, accomplish and figuring out the way to track it so that you can, you know, know if you're, if you're heading in the right direction or not is a, uh, is a fantastic way to stay motivated because here's the thing. If you are somebody that's starting a YouTube channel and it's something that you do on the side, um, life 
There's always stuff, right? There's always stuff. Even when you do it professionally, there's always stuff. Even when you have a normal job, there's always stuff, right? So because of that, um, it's important to find those things that, you know, that will make it to where you're like, hey, you know, there's this thing going on, uh, you know, tonight, and I could go do that. Or because of these things that I'm trying to accomplish, um, maybe I need to just focus on that, you know, for tonight um, and see if I can, you know, figure out how to, you know, um, you know, accelerate my way towards that or do a little bit more work than I would normally do in order to try to make that thing possible. But when you have that clarity um, in terms of what it is that you're trying to accomplish or the impact that you're trying to make, um, then it makes everything that you do so much easier because then it's like you have a reason to do everything, right? But if you're just like, hey, let's just upload some videos and just kind of see how it goes, then there's no real reason to keep going outside of just like, hey, let's just continue just seeing how things go but if you're like hey i'm trying to get this or accomplish this and then impact people in this way or get in front of these companies so that maybe you know or position myself in some way so that maybe i can you know work with some other companies in the future or something like that um then in that case you have that you know that very clear thing that you're after and uh f from my experience that can be you know really motivating So um, every song ever says my channel does about $100 a month, but I never make it to the AdSense cutoff date of the 21st. So it's $200 every two months. Yeah. So like in that case, you know, that's another one when it comes to AdSense, right? But, um, but you know, one of the things that's really important to remember as a, as a YouTube content creator is that, you know, ads, you can make a, a, a like crazy life-changing amounts of money from ads. So, you know, a lot of people will kind of dump on ads and be like, oh, well, you know, don't even consider ads and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, depending on the type of content that you make, it is possible to make life-changing money just with YouTube ad revenue. However, um, everything happens faster if you say, okay, what are all the different ways that I can monetize as a content creator? And then you get all of them in place and you're doing all of the things, then in that case, you know, you might have one video that you publish that generates 10 times more money than you're getting from your ad revenue right? Um, like as an affiliate or something like that. So, um, so because of that, just make sure that you're always being mindful, um, you know, about, about what it is that you're doing and all of that. What number are you on now? Um, I am on number 18, moving to 19. Wow. You got through two of them. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm talky. <laughs> you are. Yep, I'm talky. <laughs> so, uh, Next up, we've got uh, Irvine Mesa. Irvine Mesa, hope you're doing great, says they do web coding tutorials. The goal is to teach beginners um, the uh, teach beginners to web development, the skills needed to succeed at, uh, in a career for web developers. And the question is, hey, Nick, just noticed uh, on my YouTube studio, I have new views coming from YouTube advertising. May you please kindly assist me on how YouTube is doing this. And please, may you advise me on the best strategy to grow from 1,000 subs to 10,000 subs. So um, in terms of the YouTube advertising, you do have a check mark in there. So if, if you go in and you figure out which videos, if you go into your analytics, um, then you can figure out your traffic sources there for YouTube advertising. You can see the videos. So um, what you want to do is if you don't want that to happen, because some companies and stuff, they'll advertise on your videos um, if you're promoting their stuff. Um, or, or they'll advertise, they'll run ads, you know, with your videos if you're promoting their stuff. So um, if you don't want that to happen, there's a checkbox um, now that you can check that, um, that, will, that will make it where they can't do that. Tell them where the checkbox um, is. Uh, it's in your, uh, I think it's in your and edit details page. Yeah, I don't ever turn it on. I don't care and, if they run ads on my videos. And I do not think it's available inside the YT Studio In the app. app. No, right, not it's not yeah, available it's not in the app, app yet that I'm aware of. They yeah. keep adding a ton of stuff to that. I don't think it's aware, uh, in there yet. Yeah. 
And um, also um, on the next part on, you know, growing from a thousand subs to 10,000 subs, first figure out what your community responds to best, right? In terms of your content types, the easiest way to do that is by using the group grouping feature in your YouTube analytics. Um, basically take your content, um, which you should be doing this anyway, but take your content and divide your content up into, uh, you know, the different pillars of content that you make. Um, and then you want to compare them against each other in your grouping feature, figure out the things that people respond to at the highest level based on the goals that you're trying to accomplish with your channel at this moment in time, um, and then double down on that content, lose the one, um, or just, you don't have to lose it, but just experiment with something else um, as well. Like always be running experiments on your channel with different stuff. Like right now, I'm starting to walk down the road for my experiment um, for, for AI stuff, for content creators, just because it's hot right now, right? Like I'd be foolish not to. Um, so because of that, you know, one of the things that I'm, you know, just experimenting with to see how you guys respond to it is AI stuff. The last video crushed, but the next one we'll see, you know, over the next like 10 videos, we'll see how you guys respond to them. Um, uh, but that's an experiment I'm running. If you respond well, then I'll keep doing them. Uh, maybe I'll double down on them for a while. Um, but if you're like, hey, you know, that first one was great, but we don't really care about the rest of them. Then in that case, you know, I'll uh, I'll kill that series and so, then I'll keep working on something else and then experiment with, you know, something else. Well, there's something else that happens there too that obviously you're going to be the ultimate <laughs> uh, decider on that is as you make different types of content that that's normal to your channel, you could bring in an entirely new audience mm -hmm. to where your existing audience says, yeah, we're not really into that, but your new audience, right. the people that are coming in says, yeah, we're eating this right. stuff up. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's that, there's that trade off that mm -hmm. you gotta. You yeah. That's where that, like the new and returning viewer thing is, right. is helpful too. Right. Yeah. Is that, is that video bringing in a lot of new viewers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It brought in a lot. It brought a lot of people back too. Yeah. Yeah. It's something different. You know, for, yeah. for my channel, it's yeah. something it's something different. So it, it, it just it yeah, it brought a lot of people back um, and it, it's pushed me heavily into new viewers yeah. also. People get bored. Sure. And I'm not just well, there's also the side of just graduating, essentially. Right. So it's like, OK, well, um, yeah. you know, like at a certain point, um, you know, like in the live streams, you know, we explore different, you know, topics and things like right. that. But when it comes to video content, you know, I have, you know, just some core things that I typically talk about. Right. And then I'll just kind of, you know, recycle some of that stuff with new ideas and, you know, updated things based on any changes that YouTube's made and, you know, things like that. But after, like, if somebody's been watching my content since 2014, then they've made probably like five seen. You've made five videos. They, it's more than that. I'm but I'm but joking, they've, they've probably seen six at least probably 15 videos on you know like getting views yeah. on on youtube right yeah. so because of that you know when something new is introduced it's like oh hey what's this yeah well it's cool though like people get bored yeah so, so i i think it's cool to mix up and throw something because and it's still relevant to your channel yeah it's still it's still hitting creator the same focused, creator right. market the same uh, creator demographic you're just spinning it in a different way that they're not used to mm -hmm. right so it's bringing those people back it's bringing new people in what's going to be interesting is the new people that you bring in are they only interested in ai or are they also interested in growing a youtube channel right so it'll be interesting to see how those people respond to uh, videos about you know right. growing your channel and yeah, like um, for me, like um, with that in mind, uh, like that AI video, mm -hmm. that's why I had in there making a YouTube background, right? right? So then that way, like the people that'll be watching that, I mean, some people will click on it because it looks interesting on the on the hover, right. but like uh, the people that are clicking into that are, are likely going to be content creators in some way if they're interested in like a background, right? Yeah. So I just have to make sure um, like the work around that just for, you know, everybody that's watching this, um, like the work around for that, that I have to keep in mind in that experiment to keep that from happening is I have to make sure that I'm framing things around content creators right so when I'm when I'm at the topic level then I think okay how can I write a title for this 
that's going to mostly get content creators click on this, right? That's the idea. Um, let's see here. So trying to learn mix. It's the next one, D. I love that uh, They upload when they have time. Um, they do motorcycle maintenance content. The goal of the channel um, is to upload videos to help people learn how to do DIY motorcycle maintenance. The question is, is it okay to use a snippet about three to five seconds of other creators' videos to reference a specific point in my video, or is that a violation of YouTube policy? So um, I recommend that 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 you like yes you can react to videos um yes if you're like this creator said this right then in that particular case technically um there is something when it comes to copyright called fair use it doesn't mean that you're going to automatically you know fall under fair use um but you know that usually helps content creators get away with some stuff but it's very specific to how you're using the content so for example like there's there, a lot of videos that you're going to see out there that will have a uh you know a thing that they're doing and then they'll stop it and then they'll throw like will ferrell in there yeah. and then he adds like a joke and the way that they're using it isn't in fair use they're actually using it to kind of emphasize what they did and they're not actually like transforming it in any way or anything like that so um so because of that a lot of people do take the wrong approach there i believe that long term eventually youtube systems or uh, a law maybe is going to get passed or whatever that will you know put a lot of those channels in in hot water but we'll see um but you know you just have to be really mindful what were you going to say d um i was gonna say there's a i'm not going to name them there's a really large million plus channel mm -hmm. that was doing I, I, it technically it, I, I think it falls under fair use but they were using other people's content under fair use and it wasn't done in a, a favorable manner mm. and they've been burned alive they've they've hit them just like they did a mm. series and then that channel that they were Got talking him. about just came in and just like i don't know if they actually lost last i heard they might i think they may have gotten terminated oh so i don't know if they're yeah so it, yeah so no here, joke it, it's, yeah. A, it's a risk anytime you use something like that it's a yeah. risk a lot of people get away with it but that doesn't mean that um that doesn't mean that that, that you will yeah i mean there, you, know, you see a lot of people use memes Right. Here's the thing. The law is this. If you don't own it or have a license to use it, you technically can't use it. But a lot of people, you can get away, you know, people get, they use memes all the time. Two seconds here, three seconds here. There's no rule. And this is a big misconception that gets shared. Well, if you only use three seconds, it's legal. No, that's not right. You can't use, you can't legally use one second. Technically, you can't use a screenshot. Technically, technically, technically yeah. speaking, but people get away with it all right. the time. But in terms of using other people's clips, if it's done in fair use, you have to keep in mind that if the act, if, if the owner of that content tries to give you a claim or tries to give you a strike, YouTube does give you the option when you um, when you uh, try to appeal that or dispute that, and you you can say that it's fair use. However, YouTube cannot make the decision and say, oh yeah, it is fair use. It just gets marked as fair use. It goes back to the actual claimant, the person who's claiming you. And then they can decide if it's fair use or not. YouTube cannot determine for you if it's fair use. Yep. So because yeah, it's, it's a legal issue. As soon as, as, soon right. as that's submitted. Right. A court it, can it decide illegal. that, but YouTube yep. can't decide this. It's just something to be mindful of. Um, a lot of people do it. They put memes out there and that sort of thing. But just be aware of the risk as you're getting into that. Rural Overlanding Studios, our next question. They've been on YouTube for less than six months. Um, they have a nomad rural travel and events channel. The goal of the channel is to make money. And the question money. is, best ideas to grow a channel with 47 subscribers? Great question. Get clear on, oh, you don't need to record. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I used the trigger word there, sorry. Yeah, what you need to do is you need to get clear. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen, right? Knew it. I've been yeah. waiting for yeah. two hours. <laughs> right. 
So, um, so you need to get clear on, on, on who it is that you're serving with your content. You need to get very clear on what it is that you want out of your YouTube channel. Um, and then from there, you need to learn all the skills required to do all this stuff. So you gotta learn how to edit videos effectively. You gotta learn how to make thumbnails effectively. You gotta learn how, learn how to write titles effectively. To learn how to do those things for editing, I recommend that you watch a lot of Hellier Smith uh, content. He's like next level when he comes to editing. He edits for, you know, huge, you know, YouTube channels. He's Logan Paul's editor, but like, uh, uh, and other, you know, some other large channels as well. But he gets into a lot of like really deep Details. concepts with what it is that he does that helps explain a lot of the nuance because when it comes to editing videos, it's not just about like, Hey, I just cut this here and I'm just cutting out the silence. There's a lot more to it. Um, when it comes to, you know, getting people to watch for longer periods of time and things like that. Um, and it's beyond just, you know, cutting the videos. Um, but you want to, you know, make sure you're educating yourself on that. Make sure you're watching videos on um, design as well, because when you start learning about design, you start learning about how, you know, people respond to colors. You start uh, learning like what, colors represent um, you start learning how um, to direct people's eyes to certain things in your thumbnails based on the colors that you're using you can also apply some of this to your videos as well sometimes um, you also learn about like you know white space or you know the space that you need around you know images and things like that or just elements um, in the design um, you learn what too much is versus you know enough where you know everything has you know enough space and everything's positioned you know in the way that it should um so you want to watch you know content around that um you also want to watch you know concepts or videos on um like photography and videography concepts like framing and rule of thirds and things like that um you need to watch videos on um presentation um and public speaking and communication and all of those types of things which i listed some of those early so i won't go you know um into that too much but um but you know you just want to make sure that you're educating yourself on all the skills um, uh, involved with this Next. and keep in mind if you can get 47 subscribers and they're organic then you can get 470 you can get 4700 you can get you know you know you, you, it just keeps going up right it's just the amount of time between you know now and then and you know the amount of you know skills that you develop in the process to accelerate things next number 22 for the record um, we've got, uh, let's see here. The channel name is exploration and abandoned minds is the type Ooh, of channel of abandoned minds and minor cool. 49er is that's the, uh, is the cool. name of the channel. So, uh, they do the goal is sharing a hobby and interest. And the question is I'm wanting to offer memberships, but I just don't know what to offer. I don't have enough video footage to use as membership folder or fodder. Um, what are some ideas for motivating people to join a channel membership? Um, so in some cases, access to you can be the thing. Yeah. Um, so like, since you are sharing like a, a, a hobby, um, in that particular case, like if you can, uh, you know, like in your case, cause you're like exploring things. So since you're exploring things, then maybe, you know, in your case specifically, you could do something like, uh, you I know, got I've got some. Go ahead. Yeah, go. No, I'm sorry, go. I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. Go. Okay, so yeah, so you could have like a, you could do Q and A's, right? You could just do Q and A's with your members where they ha have access to you. They can ask you questions. They can talk about your gear. You could offer them maps of the places that you explore, right? You can maybe get maps together, offer them the maps. You could offer them behind the scenes. Uh, you say you currently don't have extra footage, but you can start filming behind the scenes footage. Um, you can talk more about your gear. Um, you can just like before you get ready to go out to explore a mine, you could do a live stream where your community comes in. You can talk about all the things you're packing and why you're packing these particular tools. Right. Think about it from a viewer's perspective. And I don't know what type of videos you're making in terms of how you actually put your videos together. 
but think about it from a viewer's perspective and say if, if, when you were first getting started before you before you explored your first abandoned mine what questions would you have to someone who's experienced in exploring abandoned mines and if you had access to those people what would you want to hear what questions would you have for that person and how would you want them to set that up that's what you can do for your members you have anything um, I'm just adding a link here. So I'm dropping Hayden's hey. uh, YouTube channel here. Um, the the uh, the Hellier Smith is is mm. the actual like handle for it. But um, but I, I just dropped his link in there for all of you that are interested in like editing, uh, video editing, and learning how to be a bet, uh, video, better video editor. Christina Smallhorn, what's going on? Hope you are doing fantastic. Welcome hey. to the stream. Hey Christina. Hey Justin. How you doing? Nice to see you guys. And Dark ladies. Dark Bite says, um, you had previously mentioned doing a video slash course on best practices for growing a long form interview channel. Can you link to it, please? Um, it's called Pod Sound School. Um, I'm not sure if they still have it in there or not, um, but uh, you are more than welcome to go check them out and um, and see exactly uh, if that particular you know, course is still in there. But um, if you just go to podsoundschool.com, that will take you, uh, that will take you there. But even with them, right, because they're doing, uh, you know, they're doing like podcasts, uh, you know, and, and teaching people about, you know, podcasting and like how to, you know, grow your podcast uh, online, which is similar to the interview thing. So just, you know, interacting with their content anyway, um, will be beneficial for you. Um, let's see here. So next up, we've got, uh, we got minor 49er taken care of. So next up, we've got uh, Christine's Routines. Christine's right. Routines, um, they upload one, uh, uh, they've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do urban homesteading. The goal of the channel is to be a successful creator with a goal of a book published. And the question is, does it really make a difference to older videos and shorts if you utilize AI suggestions and change titles and or tags? Um, does it put them back in the algorithm? Should we change the category? So your videos never leave the algorithms. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. And when it comes to people talking about like hitting the algorithm and stuff like that, um, that concept isn't really like a, a reality, like the framing is uh, inaccurate. So what's actually happening there is just people are responding to your videos. And then when people stop the response based on larger groups of people interacting with the content, then it slows the content down, right? Um, because people aren't responding to it at, you know, at the level that they were in the past. Um, so that's, that's how that kind of goes down. But um, when you change your title and or thumbnail, um, that can cause things to change. It could help you or it could hurt you. But, you know, if you make updates to your title and thumbnail, it changes the expectation that people have when they're going into the video. It can also change if it grabs their attention or not. So because of that, you know, a title and thumbnail change can definitely, uh, you know, impact uh, a video. Um, so that would be step one. When it comes to the tags, I wouldn't even worry about, you know, messing with that um, because, it, you know, that's not really going to matter in terms of you know changing uh you know the performance of the video because people don't know the tags on the way in right and you're making content for people um not for you know uh uh you know artificial intelligence so because of that um you know the the tags aren't going to matter um in that regard but you know if you change the the title because you know uh you're using like tube spanner for example um or tube buddy and they you know recommend a title to you that is like way better than the title that you currently have you can definitely experiment with it and see if it causes people to respond in a better way if it does then good move if not then you know it's fine um you just you know you made the change and you can change it back if you want to uh next up d round number uh, 24 right now yep Okay. So we got uh, Bradley McKnight. Bradley McKnight um, is an official artist channel. The goal of the channel is to build a fan base around my music. And the question is, this is a really long one. Um, 
So I'm going to see if I can summarize this. Hey, Nick and D. Um, hey. I'm an independent artist. I upload my videos to YouTube. Um, I recently uploaded a video of one of my singles, um, which first got 580 views in the first few days after publishing. However, a few days ago, I went to the YouTube mobile app to check its progress and noticed the views had decreased to 380. I immediately checked the YouTube Studio app, and it still said 580 views. Now, even YouTube Studio app says 380. First, just make sure that your date range is the same, because um, sometimes people will look at a, at a date range um, and, you know, uh, in, you know, like in one one, and then they'll look at it in another one in a different date range and they'll see different numbers. But in addition to that, keep in mind that um, just based on, uh, you know, YouTube's reporting, sometimes you'll see something different. And this happens like even directly within the system. Like if you look at your view count, um, for example, like from the outside in your creator studio, like you just look at it in your list of content and then you go and you look at it in your real time. It's often that you'll see different numbers there too on a video that's getting a lot of views. So, um, so that's just like a normal thing when it comes to YouTube, but yeah. Sorry. It says, um, I got my friends and family to check out their YouTube app just in case I had a bug in my app and account, and they noticed it as well. Okay, so you're looking at it from the outside. So um, a couple things. YouTube verifies views um, to make sure that the views that are coming in are not fraudulent in any way, to make sure they're real people, stuff like that. So uh, uh, it, they also look for things like... Let's say that um, I sent my video to D and I was like, hey, D, you know, check out this video. And he was like, hey, I'm going to try to hook Nick up. So um, I'm going to just open this up in a bunch of different browser windows and I'm going to just I, let it play. That's how we grew then, your channel. It, it is. It is. Yeah. But, that's, how but, grew, um, that's how we grew your channel to 800,000 subscribers. <laughs> right. Just by doing that. Just, just a bunch of browser you, windows. That's the secret, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. You cannot fathom the amount of tabs <laughs> I have open right now. <laughs> right. It's unbelievable. Uh, but uh um, but what happens is YouTube detects that and they're like, okay, basically this, 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 this user is just, you know, watching this video user. from a bunch of different browsers. So therefore those extra views will actually get removed over time. Um, so, so they validate views in that way. Um, but says, I'm also never gotten 500 views in this short amount of time. Um, before this boost in publicity from the news article I was featured in, does YouTube suspect that I'm buying views? No, external traffic is fine. So like, for example, if you get like some type of news publication, if uh, you have like a blog that, you know, links to you or some type of, you know, news website or something, um, or even other social media accounts, like let's say that you have a Twitter following and when you publish, or let's say you post a video and Mr. Beast retweets it then in that particular case that's still all valid traffic for the people that are coming in there and enjoying that content um you know for the flood of people that you would get you know from that particular tweet so um so all of that stuff is all that stuff is fine yeah and you know just i i'm, I'm seeing here that you're a, a music creator and you're on youtube i don't know I, i'm looking at your channel right here and i'm not going to go into a, a channel review but i just want to let you know that um, and let and my apologies if you are actually you've got a fan base somewhere and you're new to YouTube. Um, in terms of your YouTube titles, rethink what you're doing with your titles. Like you're putting your name in all of your titles, and you're putting like the name of the song in your titles. So like for example, "Your Love 9 P.M." by Bradley McKnight. That's that's not that doesn't say much to an audience. Think or right, here's what I want you to do. Go into YouTube and start searching for songs by mood, right? Type in like songs that make me feel sad, songs that make me feel empowered, songs that make me feel like sleeping, whatever. And you're gonna, songs that give me energy. And you're gonna find an entire world of YouTube channels who are absolutely crushing it. In a world. In a world where people are using emotions instead of titles that people don't understand, right? So what they're doing is they're titling their songs based on moods, right? 
go research that and rethink how you're making your titles because right now people are not going to be able to find you it doesn't make sense to them but if you start shaping your titles around in the thumbnails shape around it. the mood shape it shape it if you start shaping the titles and the thumbnails around the mood that you're trying to convey with that actual track then that starts making sense to people who don't know you yet if it just shows up in my feed Right. If I'm just open up YouTube one day and I'm I'm just scrolling and stuck on you by Bradley McKnight shows up, it means nothing to me. Right. But if I'm scrolling and there's a really good thumbnail on there that's kind of melancholy and it says this song, well, this song guarantees to make you cry mm. or something like that. This song will remind you of your ex. No, oh, whoa. What and is this like, about? No way. No, yeah. And hit it. Way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. You, you, you see where I'm going with that? Think about moods. Now, once you establish. Love that TikTok guy, by the way. Yeah. No way. No way. Once you establish your fan base and people start to know who you are as a musician, then you can start getting a little bit more loose with how you do things and start adding your name to it. But by all means, you know, put your name in the tag, put your name in the descriptions, but just rethink about how you can find that original audience. How you're doing it right now is going to be the hard way. Anything to add to that? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Love it. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so next up, we've got Andy Gray. Andy Gray, um, the goal of the channel is to make videos that help develop myself and others. The question is, I have an old filmmaking channel with nearly 600 subscribers, but I'd like to change it to the personal development niche. Do I unlist or rebrand, or I just start, do I start a whole brand new channel? If it's an old channel, um, I would just make a new channel. Um, but if you're like, uh, you know, I, I for whatever reason, I'm like connected to this one, um, I would still start a new channel. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would just start a new channel and just, it just build from the ground up. Um, I mean, technically with your filmmaking channel, I mean, it's still like, uh, you know, because you have like 600 subscribers, I don't know how many views you have, um, but you know, because it's something completely unrelated to what it is that you are going to be moving into i would just start a new channel next 26 um we've got one dollar american they do daily content the type of channel is money reviews and the goal of the channel is to future monetize and the question is in any ideas for a money notes review uh no i'm not sure what you mean in terms of money notes like are you do you mean cash like you're money. looking at like cash like you're looking at like uh actual paper bills and you're just like reviewing them um yeah I, i'm not sure i've never i've never done anything with that type of content even like even as a viewer so like i, I i'm not really sure do you have any suggestions d i was just typing something to my c prints what was the question uh basically they're reviewing money and they're just wanting to know if they have if we have any ideas for the review they're reviewing money that's what it looks like, like yeah, they're, money they're, notes. they're like like coin collectors like like currency collectors yeah if it's like paper money yeah like coins then in that case i guess but but yeah. in terms of like reviewing them i'm not sure like are you reviewing like antique notes or something like that yeah i, I would probably need i would detail. say like showcasing versus review reviewing might be the thing because like when it comes to like uh like okay you're going to review like a hundred dollar bill yeah like you know unless you're like putting it under like literally a microscope and like things like that i'm yeah, not really sure without i was gonna say without knowing what the channel is and what they're actually doing that's a tough one for me to answer yeah. so i could go off on on, on a tangent and be just completely, completely wrong about yeah, what they're doing yeah sure sure yeah sure, sure. yeah if you put some more information in there uh legal-minded friends karen cole says how about a song to forget about your ex mm. right see that's that's how you get us yeah everything has changed for creators especially musicians you got to think about what people are actually looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to know what exactly they're doing with the with, with the cash. Apologies for that, that I can't give you an answer right out of the gate. But there's 
you know, are you counterfeiting stuff? What are you doing? <laughs> right? like, I'm going to show you how to, how to make fake $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we have uh, Aimed Music, which is another music win here. Um, the goal of the channel is to spread classical and gospel music throughout the world. Music I make one. music videos with my cello outside in the Ooh, wilderness. Uh, wow. I'm going there right now. Hold All on. Right, let's check it out. What's it yeah, called? I love this type of content. What's it called? Um, Aimed Music. Aimed? Yep. Spell it. A-I-M-E-D. Aimed Music. Yep. Oh, nice. This is cool. So there is, it is the a couple, the couple up here in the header, um, 11 subscribers, no, 251 subscribers, 49 videos, uh, aimed a I M E D music. Yep. I'm already subscribed to it. That's funny. Get out of here. Yep, oh, there it is. Yep. Nope. That's not that one. Too. There's multiple aimed music. Oh, nice. I'm on number two right now looking for number three. Where's it at? Yeah, so them. this one they're doing like Star Spangled Banner and stuff like that. Um, so there's there's something that I've been on here that I've watched that I've uh, subscribed for. Aimed yeah, that's cool. Chiller. Okay, so so, so let's get back them. to the question. Um, so the question is, can't find them. It's like we're okay. So uh, the question is, in my case, since I'm a music channel and the music is the main product of my videos, what would be the best way to get people to subscribe? amazing music that's it like okay like i'm somebody that watches content like yours and um for me the music has to like hit me right so so like okay like for the songs that you're that you're making right now like you have like ode to joy and like you know stuff like that that that's cool right totally cool um and that particular one's like a five hour you know loop um you have like come all ye faithful and stuff like that like those are you know all, all of that's good um but you know like making something that is along those lines to pull people in and then also offering if you're not doing this already um music that you make that's meaningful to you um is a, is a is a great path for that like for me personally i usually don't subscribe to channels um and like i said i i watch your type of content um i usually don't subscribe to youtube channels um that are making like that type of content unless they are just like next level with it or doing something unique so by unique i mean um like dereferences quite a bit there's like a, a channel on TikTok um that blew up by what did they take they, they turned something lo-fi it was like pop music into oh, yeah, lo-fi yeah, or he, something yeah so yeah a guy he he blew up on TikTok and it carried over to youtube mm -hmm. he was taking classical music and he was taking popular covers and turning them into lo-fi beats okay so yeah. so you know that's Just like a unique offering right it's a unique offering so he was still leveraging yeah. the same thing that you're doing and and saying like hey these are you know popular songs that people know so he was still leveraging that but he was transforming them in a way to make it something completely yeah, a completely unique experience and the reason considering taking that approach is important is because if you are just like replaying the songs in that particular case anybody can just you know replay the songs that has that skill set but if you're like hey i'm gonna take that song like i'm gonna take like really popular songs um that are not you know classical songs that are not you know something that a cello would ever be in and i'm gonna do like a really awesome cello version of it and like that would be what I would be experimenting with um, as a means to try to stand out. Um, so I would do that and I would find like really popular stuff that's hitting right now yeah. and learn how to do like a really cool, it, popular stuff that fits the people that you're trying to reach, right? The, the music they would be listening to um, right. that, that you align with. Um, and I would be making just like, you know, cello versions of that stuff. Um, 
and and I would make sure that it was stuff that you know the cello right. just wouldn't normally be appropriate so, for it, and you'd take it and make a cool version of, as, as a cello. Yeah, and okay, so this is a little bit on the extreme. Because standing out is is really important. This is a little bit extreme, and the music video she made for it was extreme. So I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just talking about in terms of timing. And as you're, if you're a cello player, you're probably, and I'm probably going to uh, say her last name wrong, you're probably aware of a musician by the name of Tina. It's either Jow or Gao. Tina Gao or Tina Jow. I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name. But she's a cello player for Hans Zimmer. And obviously she's popular out of the gate, right? She's playing with Hans Zimmer. But she hit her moment and kind of blew up. Remember when the, uh, the first Wonder Woman movie came out? Yes, she made her own. She was one of the, she's a cello player mm. in, in that, right? So it's a Hans Zimmer uh, soundtrack. So she made her own oh, music her. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. made her own music video to the Wonder Woman soundtrack at that time, mm. and she hit it right when the movie was coming out. Nice. I mean, it was a wild video. It was amazing. The whole thing was just amazing, packaging and all. Mm -hmm. But it was the timing of that. She did the track, I and mean, it was her anyway. But she did her own version of it, and she's done that a couple of times. She does these uh, two other things that are coming out. So as a cello player, um, you know, you can hit, like, movies are coming out. What's the Indiana Jones theme song that you just did make a video about? Right. Right? You could have done something with that. Like, your own version. Mm -hmm. Right? You could have done, went to some cave somewhere. I almost hummed it. I almost, oh. hum I almost hummed it. Oh, nice. Right? Like, you could have yeah. went into a cave somewhere and done the Indiana Jones theme song. Like, start thinking about, you know, what's trending, what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Right? Right now, you've got Ahsoka getting ready to play on Disney. Yep. Does she have a theme song? What's the Star Wars stuff? Mm -hmm. People are going to be looking for all the Star Wars stuff on Disney. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's the new uh, Marvel? Uh, uh, what, what's the guy with the patch? What's his name? I have no idea. Well, they, yeah, they got his show on, 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 um, on Disney now. Um, Samuel Jackson, what's his name? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm you, you understand, mentally just taxed. You understand where I'm going with this, I right? I didn't even think we'd make it this far in the stream. Okay, so, you yeah. understand where I'm going with this, right? You're a cello player, grab on to trending events and, and, and make make videos for them and do your versions of them as they're coming out. You're probably going to have copyright issues. Just know that uh, going in, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's something to think about. Nick Fury, that's it. Nick thank Fury, you. thank yep, you, thank, thank you. you, yeah. But people are using that that technique to actually get out there and get in front of people because people are looking for those things. Mm -hmm. Ooh, what's the Indiana Jones theme song? Boom, there you go. Another thing, too, is um, there's a channel, and it's not exactly, you know, what you do, um, but there's a YouTube channel called Reinhardt Burr. Um, it's spelled R-E-I-N-H-A-R-D-T space b-u-h-r he's a live looper um but cello is a big part of what he does as well and in his particular case one of the things that um really helped him stand out you know initially was that he was using live looping um with his cello but he was he was doing it in just like a public square right so basically he would just go to like his town or whatever and he was basically busking to where he would just yeah. go to like his town square and he would set up right there and he would do the stuff live and he's so good that it just you know it, it just drew a crowd um and people were liking him in real time uh you know when he was actually doing it but watching his videos on youtube you also get a sense of that like oh okay we got like energy building up we got the crowd building and all that yeah because of the setting that he you know used in that case and that helped but what he was making though it sounds unique right yeah. so because of that um that's one of the things that also helped him stand out and in his case he wasn't doing like covers and things like that everything that he was doing you know uh was just like crazy uh unique and like really cinematic sounding for you know like that clearly it's what he's into um but you know I, I recommend that you just check him out just as like you know an alternative for you know just some maybe you can 
you know, get an idea or two, you know, while you're over there. Yeah. So on that note, about that time clock on the wall says it's late here it does so um so really quick i want to let everybody know that here in about uh 25 minutes daryl eaves is also going to be going live yep daryl eaves is going to be going live on his um on his youtube channel also sharing a lot of you know really great youtube advice over there based on his experience um daryl is uh you know one of the top people um in the space as when it comes to youtube works with you know some of the biggest creators on the platform so the amount that you can learn from him from just one live stream um um, is pretty spectacular. So I really recommend that you uh, that you you know go and hit the reminder. It's going to automatically default you over there when I end this stream, so you can just hang out for a second. Um, but basically, uh, just go and and hang out um, over there because you'll learn a ton just by listening, you know, to, to what it is that he has to say. Um, in did, addition to that, I was going to say we did not get through all the questions today. We have a lot. Yeah. So just to let you know, we didn't get through them all. But yep. it's We did the best we could. And um, in addition to that, um, I do want to remind all of you that are new to this, like if this is your first stream here, um, that, you know, when it comes to YouTube, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, moving parts to this. And there's a lot of things you got to learn along the way and a lot of skills you have to develop. But um, I just always like to drop the reminder at the end of these streams that just remember that it's a learning process, just like anything else that you're going to do. So, you know, there's times where it can be discouraging. There's times where you can be like, man, I'm putting all this effort in here, but, you know, I'm not getting a return yet. Like, is this even worth it? And things like that. Um, I encourage you to just be patient with yourself and the process and you know if you are falling short in some way you know in terms of getting the results that you're that you're wanting to get out of your youtube channel um look internally because that's where you're going to find the answers and that's where you're going to you know uh, find find your way to you know make it all happen and that way is going to present itself through the skills that you develop and the things that you learn and that you apply to what it is that you're doing to your youtube channel um so just make sure that you do you know just remember that you are in that part of the learning curve and that you you know give yourself that you know that that time that you need okay and um on that note d Great stream. Uh, yeah, awesome yep. stream. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Have a great rest of your weekend. And uh, remember that we have links down in the description to um, our sponsors. We also have links down in the description to a bunch of other helpful YouTube tools and resources. So uh, make sure that you check that out on your way out as well. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll see you next time.